This week on the BEMFCAST, I scream, you scream, we all scream for hashtag Cuba Gooding June. One star, we're in. All right, and welcome to the BAMFCAST. Hey, BAMFCAST. Episode 180. That's so many episodes. Hooray. Jesus. Mm-hmm. And the second week of hashtag Cuba Gooding June. Woo! All Cuba right. Gooding oh, June. Yeah. So, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm the Beach. And I'm Chuck. And what we're going to do each and every one of these fine episodes in June, celebrating the artistry of Cuba Gooding Jr., uh, we are we are going to go ahead and watch ourselves a quote unquote bad movie, and then we're going to come in here and talk about it for the first half. The good bad movies, the enjoyable bad movies, they get one to five jocks and robot jocks. Hooray. All Yay. right, yeah. And the bad bad movies, as in stay away, they get the negative sliding scale, one to five bags, as in douchebags after Twilight. Boo. Aw. So week two, and it was time to do the one I think that might have started this all, like why we were like mm-hmm. we need Cuba Gooding Jr. movies. Because we needed 1999's <laughs> Chill Factor. Chill. Yep. A.K.A. the very first movie he made, I believe, after winning an Oscar. <laughs> uh-huh. No. He won the Oscar in, like, 96. I think it might have been, isn't it? Did he just take a few years off? Might I mean, have. Cuba. That's what you do when you win an Oscar. Really? I don't know. I wouldn't know. I've I really am not one, hip so. to his career. Well, okay. So, as good as it How get, can you not be, Chuck? As good as it gets came out, but I think, like, that came out, like, right before he actually won it or something. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just remember this was like one of the very first movies I, I, after they were like, Oscar winner Cuba Gooding Jr. in Chill Factor. Th- this was the moment when this people was when were he like, threw it all away. Well, yeah. this was like when people started fir- first started asking, oh, what are you doing? Yeah, you have an much. Oscar, sir. What are you doing? Yeah, yeah. Stop but it. Before we get too far off the rails, I have to read a very quick plot summary because we like it a lot. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. If a new biological chemical weapon is exposed to temperatures over 50 degrees Fahrenheit, It'll do something very bad. <laughs> <laughs> that is correct. Yes. There's more, but that's all we wanted. That's really all there is. Did they to specify say. Celsius? No, or no. I'm, I'm sure some As, European guy uh, was like, obviously, there they was didn't... Fahrenheit on the, yeah, it was on thermometer, the thermometer. The thermometer. I yeah. could have sworn in the beginning it said Celsius on one of the signs, though. I prefer centigrade. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> centigrade, you. Oh. Maybe it was Kelvin, perhaps. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> temperature jokes. <laughs> um, so yeah, this one has Cuba Gooding Jr. and Skeet Ulrich in it. Yes, oh, Skeet, the, Skeet. the original premise way back in the day. The thing that they tried to sell the movie on was, "Hey, it's <laughs> Die Hard in an ice cream truck," because that was everything no, back then. Speed, no. speed. It's a little bit speed. It's a little bit Die Hard. A little bit rock and roll. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm just saying it's a little bit diehard because, like, they have something that bad guys want and they're chasing them and blah, blah, blah. Right. Yeah. 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 A little bit. I mean, diehard is the one that they use to sell everything. I mean, speed was diehard on a bus. Yeah, I'm just saying. Yes. Under siege, diehard boat. Right. You know. Yeah. But this is. And then speed two was speed on a boat. On a boat. Ugh. I know. Ugh. I know. Ugh. So, so right off the bat, this is. um editorializing a little bit this is not exactly what we, i i was thinking the movie was i thought it was an ice cream truck proper that's like, what i thought too. like through the neighborhoods delivering ice cream to the mm, youngsters would have been the best but it's more of a refrigerated ice cream truck it's a delivery truck delivery truck yeah, yeah. i mean it didn't have to be ice cream it just was a which truck. already robs us of the scene i had in my head where like the truck does some kind of jump and it's playing turkey in the straw <laughs> in slow motion as it flies through the air and then lands but, or, or hip-hop turkey in the straw like yeah. one in my house but you and i both had the same misconception how did this happen that i thought it was an ice cream like an ice cream truck proper yeah because when you say ice cream truck 
that's what sure, pops in I your guess, head. You but, don't think of an ice cream delivery truck. Yeah, I guess you're right. I'm, I'm starting to think, is there another movie... Like I seem to, I seem to, I, I seem to remember a movie with an actual yeah. goddamn ice cream truck, and but it had like a suitcase nuke in it, like like the Warhead, not just like. Uh, are you thinking? Of are you Southland thinking? Yeah, Tales? Southland Tales had a flying ice cream truck with a <laughs> rocket launcher on it that blew yes. up the Hindenburg type thing. <laughs> Whatever. It, God, that movie sounds so much better when we talk <laughs> about know, it like that. If you Maybe. condensed it, I'm to having the same visual you are. I'm thinking there's some. Yeah, I don't know. I don't knocked know. it down to less than 30 hours. It's a it's a fine... Maybe fine it'll movie. come to us over the course of this our, episode. Our faithful listeners might know. Yes. I don't know. Someone will point it out. But not this one. No, no. This one starts off on an island. This one starts off dark. Yeah. Like, and serious. long. Like we were not expecting what happened in the beginning of this movie. Yeah, soldiers on an island doing soldiery things, landing on helicopters, digging up <laughs> shit, you know, just... <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. seriously, they're doing soldiery things. Like, right. oh, exactly. are they in Nam or what, what's what's happening here? Yeah. No. And then it's like two soldiers, like, hey, we're supposed to already be out here. What's going on? Oh, uh, the doc, blah blah blah. Doc said we can't go yet. Mm-hmm. Cut to doctors who are actually in charge of this military outfit somehow, mm-hmm. and it's Doctor David Paymer, Oscar nominee David Paymer. Yeah. yeah. Or as they he's, call me Doctor Long. <laughs> yeah. His name. They call me Doctor. His name is Richard Long. Doctor Richard Long. His name in a was movie, Richard Long. In a movie directed by. Huge, huge, <laughs> huge Johnson. <laughs> huge erection. <laughs> no, the director's name is Hugh Johnson. Yep. And his scientist character is Richard Long. <laughs> Dr. Dick Long here. You think it was it a pseudonym, maybe? I don't know. What, the doctor or the director? Uh, <laughs> no, yes. this guy's done work in a whole bunch of movies. Yeah. He's a, he's a, he's a busy guy. Is yeah. Terrence Maybe he's actually like Terrence. Let, that's Terrence Malick's like, I'm fucking around. Oh, it might <laughs> name. be. That's what he was doing for 20 years. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yeah. Terrence Malick really wanted to work on Aragon. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you you got to have fun. Yeah. Aragon's pretty good. You can't just make, you know, artsy fucking movies all the time. Right. You can't all be yeah. looking up at trees. Yeah. yeah. Right. But yeah. anyway, so yes. There were trees Do- in Dr. David Palmer. <laughs> Palmer is. Dr. David <laughs> Dr. David Palmer. <laughs> Palmer <laughs> is. <laughs> <laughs> is, is is um working on this biotic biochemical weapon that it does something bad it does something bad like when it gets above that temperature it something d- bad will happen <laughs> apparently it's like a says. it explodes it's uh, but it only kills biological organisms it looks like i, I mean because like the, the islands seem mostly intact like the doors didn't, think it was, no could, yeah. well, well but the, the building survived yeah the so, building survived yeah. yeah it was supposed to be a um uh i, I don't i know this is going to be the wrong word but a uh, Use it. Defoliant. Okay. Um, the same thing that. Well, isn't that Agent what, is, Orange was is supposed that also to? What a, like, isn't that what a neutron bomb is? Like kills life I only. I, I just. It wasn't. I don't think it was dance, a neutron so. bomb. Yeah. There's uh, some kind of bomb that they always talk about in movies. It's like yeah. it leaves all the buildings and everything intact. Right. Kills people only. Oh. Anyway, this was bad. It does this, and, and his assistant is yeah, defoliant. Um, I got it right. Yeah. All right. All his, right. His assistant is Kevin J. O'Connor, who's he's that guy. He's in like um. He's the, in every the, Steven Summers movie. Well, yeah. and, that, and that Bacula movie, The Lord of Illusion, right? <laughs> Isn't he like the bad guy in that? <laughs> That's what you described as that Bacula movie? <laughs> Lord of Illusion. Cats on Dance? <laughs> no, I, I'm sorry. Lord of Illusion, I have a really hard time. For some reason, I always mix up. I know they're not at all similar plot-wise, but I always mix up Lord of Illusion and Event Horizon in my mind for some reason. That's weird. I know. No, it doesn't make any sense. Well, you should get over that. I, I'm over it. And also Serpent in the Rainbow. Again, not at all similar. Alrighty. Moving on. <laughs> so, yeah, he's in it, too. Thanks for that trip down memory lane. His name yeah. is Telstar. Yes. He's named after a fucking satellite. 
Telstar. So? And, and he's dressed like Ace Ventura. And they are working yeah. on a project known as Elvis. Yeah. This is important. Because yes. it's going to come up a lot Ugh. in the course of this movie. Yeah. In every way you would think it would come up. If you think of an Elvis reference, someone's going to make it. Right. So... The plan is, is like I guess they're trying to squeeze in one last test of this thing that hasn't really worked up until this point. Now, to, I don't think there was any kind of title thing that said, hey, this is 10 years ago. This is like the 80s. Was no, it? there's no explanation as to all, when the movie starts. Because all of a sudden, like, you know, they're working on it. And it's like, tick, 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 and yeah. dot matrix printers. and mm-hmm. you know, Yeah, like, it's weird technology. All this like dials and everything. Yeah, We're like, like, what the fuck univac. is going on? Yeah. It's a very analog operation. Yeah. So they they go to test this thing and the land of analog. Kevin J. O'Connor goes out, puts it in the thing. I'm sorry, I'm going to call it Telstar. It's a lot easier. <laughs> Telstar goes out and puts them in, in the little test container. Everybody's supposed to clears back the safe distance. Yeah, they tell them 200 80, yards. 200 yeah. yards. And then the guy that's at the dot matrix printer goes, holy shit. Mm-hmm. And running, running, running. And monocle pops out. We, we miscalculated. It's like five miles. and That's the entire island. Retreat. Run away. And I don't know how this mistake was made. I don't know how it was supposed to be a little yards. tiny bit, and all of a sudden it becomes nuke the entire island. Yeah. They were the worst scientists ever. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Just it goes so. off and... Well, they're like, in a rush. It face melts can't rush like good science. Everybody. Yes. Including Telstar. Yeah, Telstar is like driving in a Jeep, and he's like melting as he's, he's driving running away. away from a poorly rendered CG. Yeah. Uh, like dust cloud it looks like behind him yeah but then it gets him and he kind of melts but before that you see the cloud coming at the bunker where david bamer is and he actually quotes the oppenheimer quote he's like yeah i have become death yeah <laughs> in his voice which is yeah just funny and, and his buddy's like get the hell out of the way man it's coming at us yeah yeah and right for us. and of course the sergeant or whatever he is tries to like is desperate to run outside to save his men and he's like right. they're dead already yep don't yeah. kill us all it gets very close to the whole star trek 2 door thing where it's just like you know they're just right there so oh, he's dead already yeah. yeah and telstar runs up in his falling apart disintegrated yeah. body hits the yeah window and he's screaming and yep. yeah and then they, and then all of a sudden quick quick court martial 1987 tribunal or whatever yeah. where they're yeah so they blame it all on the general and that's where we find out the yeah. date yeah and yeah it's really weird too because like they convict him and they're sending him to leavenworth and so He's walking out and David Pamer's like, look, you know, I realize I'm the one who did this. I wish they had let me speak, but sorry about you going to prison. Yeah. Well, he's like, well, <laughs> there had to be a patsy. and uh, You're important. Uh, well, yeah. That's just crazy. I mean, this military thing, they would obviously they would just lock him up in a hole. They, they would. Bl- I mean, this guy would get some of the blame, but they're not going to blame it all on him when the guy who actually did it is standing right there. <laughs> they need him, man. But they need him That's to continue the research. I guess, the military's but corrupt. Put him in prison and also, let him do it there. Plot of the movie. Yeah. I know. So yeah, but I mean, this guy goes to prison and is immediately like immediately is like he's like, ten I'm years evil. later. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, I'm just saying. Like, I mean, he sits down and is like, okay, this guy. Oh yeah, bad. when they open the door to let him out, he's got like the the slow turn with the smile oh yeah you can tell that he's now suddenly crazy because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like when he goes in he was like oh, i'm so sorry I, you know this was all my fault and then he comes out and he's just like kill everyone mm-hmm. yeah. and then there's like this quick scene where i guess he's being released mm-hmm. hard cut to nature yeah and where where is this supposed to be taking place is this Mon- montana? montana yeah yes okay but yeah david pamer is fly fishing everything's happy a river runs through it yeah a ski orange runs up and is like, hey, Doc, let's fly fish and talk about trout and stuff for Oh, and they get so literary time. about fucking trout. Everyone has weird literary moments in this movie where it's just like, if I was standing with you and you started busting out this shit, I would be like, 
dude, what? Just <laughs> where are all this? Where's all this coming from all of a sudden? Well, I will tell you. All right. Basically, like one of the writers on this movie, mm-hmm. this was pretty much the only movie he worked on. Oh, so he went for broke. Yeah. He's like, I'm putting all my flowery speeches in this shit. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. It's one of those cases where it's like, uh, I haven't written much, so this is a really good one and I'm getting it in there. I can't believe Chill Factor killed careers. That's shocking. No. Mm. <laughs> yeah, one of the writers only one. The other one, a bunch of adaptations of like stuff like 20 years earlier. So, oh. yeah. So, a mentor. I guess. I don't know. A young kid. Either way, either way, that guy was just like, this is a really good line. Let's talk about how the trout is the most perfect specimen in the yeah. river or whatever. You know, because sure. he's like going on. He loves his trout. It's just David it's basically just get whole, the, trout. the trout is the hunter, but then the hunter becomes a hunted blah, 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 blah. Yeah, trout. Because you got to hope. Trout is the perfect hunter. Yes. Because the most this dangerous is, animal alive. Well, they do say some weird <laughs> shit about trout. Just yeah, like they do. The, the trout don't need us and we don't need the trout, but mm-hmm. we catch the trout. Yeah. It, sure. Trout goes in the water. But yes, like you said, they you get weirdly like literary. <laughs> hot water bird. For way trout. too long. <laughs> Yeah, who knows? And they basically well, quote every movie sure. ever about it and just throw yeah. the trout there instead. But whatever. I mean, this f- the whole island thing goes on forever, and then this whole establishing of Skeet Ulrich goes on forever, and it's just sort of ex- establishing that they have this weird bond. Because yeah, well, because he works in this shitty weird diner that's also like a bait and tackle store. Darling, yeah. Dar- it's weird. I was like, God, oh, dysentery diner here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, this place looks terrible. But yeah, Skeet's like the line cook and the waiter, which is practice for what he's doing nowadays, most likely. Sure. But, and oh, he works the night shift. For Skeet. Very yeah. important. Yes. Or Skeeter. Because that's going to be kind of his name. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, we're at the, about this point, we're like, hey, isn't this a Cuba Gooding Jr. movie? <laughs> kind of, yeah. Hashtag. Yeah. Is this <laughs> but yeah, we still haven't seen him yet. No, but we no. see about we see the colonel get released, and he rounds up troops, and basically he meets up with with the uh, with David Paymer mm-hmm. at the diner, and is just like menacing. Gives him this menacing speech, but doesn't really threaten him at all. Yeah, he's just like, "Good to see you, old buddy. <laughs> <laughs> How's life on the outside been? You know, he's and like then, I'm sorry. I th- I think about you every day, and yeah." I didn't mean blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and then he gets one of those speeches where he's like, well, you scientists, you're always good at letting things out of the bottle, but you can't put them back in. You're the worst. Yeah. It's like trying to put toothpaste back in the tube. Yeah. Yeah. It's just <laughs> dumb, flowery yeah. bullshit. Once the just lube like... is out, it's all over the counter. <laughs> yeah. It's trying to put the snakes back in the can. <laughs> <laughs> right. All of these things are said, except not. There's fake nuts on the bottom when you shake it. It fools everybody. It's like the trout. They get fooled by fake nuts. <laughs> Damn it. Like yeah, all yes. this, none of this happens. Oh, he gets all these no. things into his speech. <laughs> no, he said that. Okay, yeah, yeah, you're right. It's, I'm paraphrasing. Sure, yes. A little bit. But immediately, like, David Payer, like, this is what I love about movies. Like, I love when this sort of thing happens where the guy's, like, threatening and mentioning his research. So immediately he goes to the lab to check on his research. He just goes back to work. He's not worried. That's because like phones don't work in movies when they should. Like you should just pick up a phone and be like, hey, you know that guy that went to jail because of our research? He's out. He was kind of, I don't know, menacing me. Yeah. Yeah. Tighten up security. But like he drives to work, drives through the gate, the guard tower gate and doesn't say anything to that dude except, hey, and then passes the security guard and he's just like, hey, I made you this fly fishing thing and you should take it. It's called a lure. Yeah, I know. Whatever. That's but, a fly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's also a type of lure. And, but it never says anything like, hey, you know, 
this guy I used to work with on this project who's been in Leavenworth for 10 years and might be crazy. Uh, he showed up. He's here. Mm-hmm. Nah. Nah. Not, not bring that up. Nah. So he just goes back to work. Yeah. yeah. So then the like the B team, the evil guys, roll in and start knifing everybody from behind, like the guard, the tower, you slay, know, slay. <laughs> cutting the throats. And I mean, they do it to everyone, just except yeah. for like the one guy gets a trank dart, I think. I mean, it could have been a real bullet. Mm, and no. It was silenced. Yeah. Most everyone else just gets snuck up from behind. Right, well, she and... had that crazy gun. It looked like a trank gun, but it's yeah. like it had like a silencer and mm-hmm. a scope and mm-hmm. a laser sight. <laughs> yes. Like, so I th- it's one of those barrels. guns where like the prop guy was just like. It'd be cool if I stuck this yeah. on there put and all this these thing, and it. it's like I think I just, a gun nobody can even yeah. put in a holster or yeah. do anything except hold in their hand. Exactly, you can't even set it down because so, it's got so much stuff tacked on the side. Maybe that's why I thought he got trained because <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was that weird thing. One of those options had went, to be that also went cocoon. Yeah, like like that's a gun. Yeah, <laughs> but they <laughs> end up it, they get good. to David Paymer and he straight up shoots him through the glass, mm-hmm. like shoots him in the chest, which we find out later is the gut, and then. It's he, weird because he like looks at him through the window and then kind of like in the time. He face a little bit. He's like, because the guy yeah. smirks a lot. He's like, Rrr. yeah, yeah. But in the time it takes him to get in the room, he's gone. David Paymer has somehow crawled away, gone to another room, gotten the stuff and left. Mm-hmm. Gotten the chill factor or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> the Elvis. The Elvis. Yeah, Elvis. And so he's on the run. Mm-hmm. Right. And Goes these, the- you know, he this is finally when we see Cuba. And this is probably half an hour into the movie. Thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's about 30 minutes in. Yeah. Feels like 30 minutes. Oh, it, yeah, it's a long 30 minutes getting there. Yeah. But he rolls up in his ice cream delivery truck. And keep in mind, it's like three in the morning. Yeah. And he's just delivering ice cream. Goes mm-hmm. in, you know, Skeet's closing up. It's like, hey, I got your ice cream. I need $475 in cash. And then they have about 10 minutes of banter where it's just going back about and forth about this cash. Mm-hmm. And, and Skeet's just like, no, I'm not going to pay you. And Cuba's like, okay, fine. I will take $400 cash. And he's like, well, I've got this check that I... No. Okay, fine. I'll take $300 cash. Just give me the cash. I want to know how much ice cream one has to buy to equal $400. I don't know, but he made it sound like you got to settle up your account. Like, we're but not going to keep like, rolling it over. I think he over. said like two months. I mean, that was like two things of ice... I don't know. Ah, like ice cream small is- towns, man. They love their ice cream. Apparently. But he oh. says it's shitty ice cream. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 100 I gallons. Okay. I okay. can eat 100 gallons pretty quickly. Yeah, I could take that. It wouldn't out take a me week. long. No, all right. Would you pay four hundred dollars? No, four hundred seventy-five. That actually four dollars and seventy-five cents a gallon. That's, that's, that's good. Yeah. I, I, apparently, that's I don't. Not a shitty ice cream. No, absolutely <laughs> yeah. not. Well, this is also nineteen ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Yeah, too. Uh, so that, so that, that would, yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. good ice cream. Yeah, yeah. This is like thirty dollars for a gallon of ice cream now. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. What are we so talking about? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, then they well, ice cream. Well, ice, ice cream goes up every year by a chill factor of five. Should have seen that one coming. God damn it! Anyway, yeah. so yeah, they, they banter. Cop, waitress. Two cops come in and immediately start harassing Skeet Ulrich for whatever reason. One of them is like. Just hates Skeet Ulrich. Like, you seen this boy? You're a drifter. Uh, I hate your kind. Line cook burger flipper. Ah. Yeah, he just doesn't like him because and Kubik's just like in the background, like he's just like, well, this doesn't yeah, involve he's me. Just cooping around. <laughs> yeah, and then like they leave, and he gets. They have this whole banter of like, ah, that's not how you talk to talk cops. Blah blah blah. I want money. Uh. <laughs> And yes, like in the middle, in the middle of, the, of, their, of, their, of their banter, that's when David Paymer stumbles in and is like, I'm dying. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just blood everywhere. And, and like 
Skeet's trying to talk to him like, hey, what happened? What's going on? And, and Koopa's just standing over him like, like totally dismissive of this dude dying because he's like, I've got this thing. You've got to keep it under 50 degrees or bad things happen for some reason. Sure. And, and also it's called Elvis. So, yeah. So that you can continue the joke as I die. Right. And so Cuba's just like, man, I, you don't believe him, do you? <laughs> it's like. He's fucking dying, man. Yeah. He's dying right there like, in front Cuba, of you. Kuba's so glib. He's just like well, this he's man like, is literally dying from a bullet room, bullet wound yeah. in the gut. He's just in like, the room with them. Just don't involve me. Just pay me my four hundred dollars yeah. for this ice well, cream. Well, he's bargaining down the price of the ice cream while this guy is dying. Yeah, he's like, okay, one hundred seventy-five dollars. Now get out of your hair so you can deal with this guy. Yeah. And here we thought Astagonist died in the eighties. Nope. 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 Cuba bringing him back. But they see a bunch of dudes roll up. Because he dies, and David Pamer dies. Mm-hmm. And then they see a bunch of dudes roll up, and they concoct a scheme, really, which the scheme should have been, get the fuck out. Yeah. But instead, the scheme becomes like a Three's Company episode, where they just hang David Pamer up on a meat hook in the back. Yeah. Somehow cleaned up all that blood. I don't know how that happened. He had he a was, mop. What? He had a mop out. He yeah, had a, but a mop and Jesus, I mean, the, the dude oh, was David, gut shot. Oh, There's David Pamer doesn't gallons. bleed that much. Oh, he doesn't have that much blood in him. No. <laughs> <laughs> he already bled his own blood. He's short. Right. He doesn't have that much yeah, blood Yeah, he bled in most there. of it out everywhere else. Okay. Dr. Longmeat, Mr. Clean. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so, Skeet just goes back to work, and Cuba just sits down at the counter. And, Very rigid. And bad guy walks in, and he's just like, you know, they immediately start <laughs> giving him a hard time, which... Well, because everybody suspects everybody of everything in this movie. Because, like, the second they come up to anybody in town, they're like, you saw the doctor, didn't you? Where's our thing? (laughs) I I know, but the two of them are immediately just suspicious of each other right away, and they don't try to pretend that they're not. Mm -hmm. It's like Skeet is just immediately like, so you got machine guns to go hunting, huh? That doesn't seem right, blah, blah, blah. And the other guy's like, well, you're just a a dumbass who's probably friends with the guy I'm looking for. And if I find him, I'm going to kill all of you. And he's just like, well, how about some coffee jerk? you know, and it's like, well, yeah. And, and Cuba the whole the time is just like bug eyes. Like the shut jerk the asks fuck for up. iced coffee. <laughs> yeah, he did. Yeah. Like a jerk who goes into a diner and asks for ice. Cream. Yeah. Anyway, the guy leaves and basically like, he's like, Cuba, you have an ice cream truck out there. This guy said, has to stay under 50 degrees. We got to go. And you're, fight and over you're, that for and a you're, while. you're taking me to, uh, McGruber Air Force Base, wherever it is. I don't yes. know. McGruber. <laughs> whatever it is. Yep. And um, he's like, no, no, I'm not. You need to pay me my money and I'll be gone. You can take some other truck. Mm-hmm. And so he reaches in. The, well, he tries to pay him like 50 bucks. I'll, yeah. I'll rent the truck from it's you. all the cash he has. And he's like, nah, which is smart. And then he reaches in the other drawer and is like, oh, hey, how about Mr. Revolver? Will, will he, you know, get me to McGruber Air Force Base? <laughs> <laughs> Kuba's reaction is, how far did you say you need to go? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then everything explodes. Right. The no, end? No. It's McGruber. Oh. Yes, I get it. Yeah, so, no, yeah, so now they're on the road. I tell it to you. And, well, well, they oh, have no, 10 no, minutes no, no, of no. truck trouble. Yeah, I'm sorry. They have they have truck trouble. <laughs> oh, I don't even want to talk about this scene. That's fine. It's just, it's dark and like the truck won't start and Koopa's like, eh, old truck, blah, blah, blah. There's, there's a, a dog, dog and, and guns and... Yeah, there's a lot of that type of stuff in this movie, though, like scenes that should have tension and they're supposed to have tension. Just yeah, but there's a lot of scenes flat. of just like go just you need to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can't just sit there and bicker at each other. You have got to move. Well, I mean, they do a lot of it in this scene. I mean, like Cooper's just being loud when they're supposed to be sneaking away. Yeah, he's like, oh, hell no. And yeah. He's like, shut up. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So yeah, they they finally sort of get the truck rolling. They get the, they they end up coasting out of town. Apparently, the entire town is downhill. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's actually a scene of the bad guys like walking down one of the that, side I streets. I love that. Yeah. So and good. you just see the truck silently roll by <laughs> in the background. Yeah. And then they yeah. do the. They should have like a slide thing. whistle. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but they do the pop it in gear thing. And truck starts, and mm-hmm. then they're hooray! Let's leave now. So then it becomes kind of buddy road movie for a little while. A little bit. Because they're like, they're, <laughs> yeah. they're bantering and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, nah. but the bad guys have already set up. People down the road said, if you even see a squirrel heading out of town, you let right. us know and chase him. But the, 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 <laughs> the facts that they get off their chest here in this in during this little exposition fun buddy driving time is this isn't actually Kuba's truck. No. He's quote unquote borrowed it from his, his boss. Right. And that's why he was pretty much trying to unload the ice cream. Because it feels like cash. he's owed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he was just trying to unload the ice cream and get paid and take the truck back, I guess. Yeah. Isn't that about the same time that we find out that the gun was never even loaded? Right. Yeah. Because th- they see bad guys coming on motorcycles up behind the truck. Oh, this is when this movie decides to be <laughs> yeah, a movie and yeah. do some things. And that's when he's like, hey, well, Skeet's like, oh, well, one guy like climbs on the back of the... Uh, oh, no, no, yet. I'm sorry. Not I'm sorry. First, first. Oh, no. <laughs> one, oh, one rides up. Oh, dear God. No. <laughs> oh. <laughs> One rides up alongside the truck and is doing the pull over, pull over. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Harlow made the appropriate well, joke. Well, yeah, it's a cardigan, but thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, like there's a semi truck coming in the opposite lane. Now, this is they're riding on like mountain roads where there is basically no shoulder whatsoever. Mm-hmm. And so Kuba's idea is like, just kind of give him a little tappy tap over to the other lane <laughs> where there's a giant truck coming in the other lane. Yeah, he oh, he murders that well, guy. No, what, yeah. what he does is he. Swings over onto the shoulder, mm-hmm. onto the opposite shoulder. Yeah. And then... As he swings back. Well, no, the mo- he swings over and goes around the truck, and then the motorcycle... Uh, Kuba's truck obscures the motorcycle's view, and right. then when Kuba gets out of the way of the truck... Yeah, there's there's truck. Big oh, very good ex- truck in uh, the face. Good yeah. God. I will give the second unit a hell of a lot of credit <laughs> for how they shot this, because... Mm-hmm. Did they just have a dummy just they must have. prepared to go no flying idea. over that? Because, I mean, it's head on into the yeah. front of this truck. Bike explodes and you see a body tumbling over the top of this truck. Yeah. As it goes. But we were just all like, like we were unprepared for that because. Up until you know, then, I mean, there the was movie the, had not Yeah, there was the explosion stuff early on and gruesome guys. and the, But like when they're slitting people's throats, it's just kind of like. It's it, it's like a stage play almost. It's like swing the knife over and then the guy goes Ugh, and crumples over. Like, it's mundane. Like, it's like yeah, we're like oh, you're just gonna shy away from the violence. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, no, massive this violence. Dude just got his shit wrecked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then there's another dude that yeah, the, rides the, up the second him. bike does the jump onto the back of the ice cream truck. Yeah, and and, and they keep in the shot the bike just spinning out of control and just getting fucked up. I mean that it almost, almost hits yeah. that guy. Yeah, and I mean it hits the camera truck basically. You can see it sort of. They have to cut away right away, but. Man, whoever the stunt coordinator was on this is like living dangerously. Yeah, they wanted to kill some dudes. Yeah, it's like, hey, let's just go for broke. They were cutting some corners or something. I don't know. It's like we have an Oscar winner on set. (laughs) (laughs) We need to step up our game. (laughs) You will die for (laughs) your craft if you have to. Only the best stunts for Cuba and Cuba Gooding Jr. over there. (laughs) Both those guys weren't as good as it gets. And I love Jack Nicholson. We must show him the money. Seventy million dollar budget. Yeah. So how? Wow. So, so guy gets into the back of the truck. They, ski- they actually killed a man. <laughs> they, <laughs> they killed three, yes. sixty-five they million dollars to his family. Three separate yes. stunts killed three separate men. <laughs> no, to be fair, the guy was terminal. But you know, it's like 
still, yeah. they gave him some benefits. Yeah. So the guy's in the back of the truck. Skeet Ulrich is like, all right, I'm getting out of the side of the truck. I'm going to go deal with the guy in the back. Skeet Ulrich, who has, uh, we've been told this entire movie is just a drifter and a loser, suddenly becomes fucking Indiana Jones and is just like, I'll take care of this. And it's just like. <laughs> Except he doesn't, really. I mean, like, mostly he doesn't because he, no. he, he gets back there. But the point is, like, he, he Kuba's like, hey, take the gun. And he's like, uh, it, it doesn't work anyway. Yeah. It's not even loaded. So, what? Yeah. <laughs> so he shimmies his way all the way back to the back of the truck, gets back there, and immediately gets knocked out for like his trouble. Yeah. Oh, yeah. like, he gets his ass beat in the back well, of that truck. He jumps on the back of the swinging door, which swings in the wrong way, and then when he swings into the truck, the guy's like right there and just goes, yeah, and just, you know, knocks him out. Yeah. And takes the stuff and gets up on the on the top of the truck. Mm-hmm. And Skeet again Skeet follows just him. Just follows him right up there. Tries to fight him up there, again gets his ass kicked. Yeah. And, and then, then, then again, they steal the Indiana Jones kind of thing. Yeah. Like he's turned around fighting him and. <laughs> yeah, this is a merging of two scenes in Raiders of the Lost Ark because yeah. yeah, there's a they, they get to a point where there's a thing, yeah, <laughs> a, old, old, a cliff and outcropping. Yeah, and Kuba's like a rocky one. Distract him. And yeah. Skeet really just Skeet, does. Skeet telepathically hears well, he, Kuba he just, saying he just sort of points at it. He's like, hey, look. Yeah, <laughs> he does sort of. just like, hey, look over there. Well, the yeah, because he's hanging the, off the side with his hands yeah. and the guy's trying to step on his fingers. Yeah, and, and the guy stands up out. straight and turns around. Is and that right, John Reese davies on the top of that truck? <laughs> yeah. Same plan. But yeah, just face right into this cliffside and just splat and blood everywhere. And it's just like, whoa. This yeah. Second act of total fucking violence. Yeah. Let's keep shimmy's back. He gets the thing, shimmy's back to the truck, gets a knife. Yeah. It comes yeah. in. It, comes in knife. Yeah, it just gets back in the truck and it's just back to banter again. Yeah. Like, n- he never once says, Look what I just did. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> For the rest yeah. of the movie, I'm just be like, Look what I did. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you killed two we guys just killed two men. <laughs> yeah, your murder counts up to two. We, Good job. We have committed felonies. <laughs> <laughs> you stole a truck and then murdered two people with it. <laughs> This isn't getting out of hand at all. <laughs> no. Not in the least. Well, they're the bad guys. So, But yeah, so they, they kind of continue on their way, and then they're like on one of those really steep grade highways that just... Switch back. Yeah, it just goes around yeah. and around down a mountain side, and somehow the other bad guys have gotten ahead of them, I guess. So no, they're, they're, behind. they're on the other is, side. Yeah. They're on top. They, they've gone up the mountain, and now they're coming back down the other side of the mountain. Oh, like, so like, the bad like guys, Englishmen? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. God damn it. <laughs> so, yeah, the bad guys are farther up the mountain. Yeah, going sure. Down. But the bad guy's just like, give me the thing. And she, yeah. the, the girl's yeah, like, they, they call him on the phone? Uh, yeah, that, oh, yeah, that but, made no sense. Like, how do you how do you even well, know who these people like, were are? Were they claiming that they were intercepting the signal because they tried to call 911? No, I think there were, no, there was a, there's a phone number on the truck. Oh. I think they called that because it wasn't his phone. Well, he did show up there, like, when he showed up. When they went to Andy's ice cream place, he was like, hey, I'm here. Yeah. But I mean, like he, uh, Skeet calls nine one one, and they put him on hold, and then they get call waiting, and that's when the bad guy's like, "Hey, yeah, we'll pay you if you give up and give us the stuff now. Otherwise, yeah. we're going to kill you." And Skeet's just like, "Fuck you, buddy!" And it's like really no reason for him to do that. Yeah, well, they're but, passing the phone back and forth, just what, like yeah. What the shit is his line? That's like one of the worst lines. Like, what the, he's got? What the bad guy says? No, he says something like, uh, "Elvis is dead." Like, you got to buy some CDs or something. Oh yeah, he's like, was like "Give the, us Elvis," and he's like, "Elvis is dead." Buy some CDs. And it's like, like that doesn't make yeah, any sense no, at all. It's no, not a cool line, and nope. they are not threatened by that. <laughs> <laughs> it's so not cool, they didn't even put it in memorable quotes. Yeah. Okay. That's well, it should be just because of how bad it is. Like, that <laughs> mm-hmm. is one of the worst. Yeah. I mean, it was lines. so bad, someone in the movie should have said, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, it almost would have been okay if Koopa was like, what the fuck does that yeah, mean? Yeah, that's not a threat, dude. Because <laughs> that's the yeah. other thing. I was like, about 
30 minutes into this movie, it decides to become really hard R in language, too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. almost like they started off with a PG-13 movie, and all of a sudden they're like, eh, fuck it. Yeah. Let's go nuts. Well, it's like, hey, we're mm-hmm. going to kill these stuntmen, so might as well throw some F-bombs <laughs> in there. Yeah. Because anyway, but the the idea is like he gets the lady henchman lady hench lady <laughs> in the hands of a laws rocket hench woman yeah hench woman hench person right there you go and um, equal correct. opportunity <laughs> thank there. you um, hands of a, a, a law rocket and they shoot a tanker truck that's further down the the road than them mm-hmm. dear God does that blow the fuck up it really does yeah, yeah. basically destroying a section of the road yes mm-hmm. and. Kuba's bright idea is like, hey, there's an explosion. Let me keep driving by it. Right. Because, yeah. Maybe we can make it. Uh, and they get like one tire off and Skeet's like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop. Yeah. And like, they're they, like hanging off and like have to back up. It's and, weird. They start going over this cliff a little bit or this, you know, broken road. And most movies, this would be like a thing, but they just back right up and it's like not a thing. Mm-hmm. Well, there was a little drama. Well, to it, there is when the second time when they just decide. Now, the first time, yeah, like, the tires spinning. Yeah, and, but they got out. I mean, it was like 45 seconds from start to finish when they got out of it. The the thing that, it feels like it takes about three times that long. The well, second time, the does. second time does. The first time yeah. it's just like, oh, hey, we went over the thing back up. OK, we're good. And, and the second the, time they're just like, we can make it. And it's like nothing's changed. Their situation hasn't changed. There's not like there's more room between them and the mountain now all of a sudden they're just like we can make it just well, be imagine careful. like it's a little bit more than half of a road is gone on yeah. a, a mountain pass yeah and, and you're in a big ass truck and now they're going to drive over the other side scraping one side along mm-hmm. the mountain yeah just that seems well, they went a- at it recklessly the first time because oh. they didn't know the situation i understand so, so now, they assess the situation now they're going to be then, cautious about yes. it and, yeah. either so, way this seems a complete dud it goes on yeah. forever. There's supposed to be tension, and you're supposed to be like, oh, my God, are they going to make it? And it's like, it's like yeah, they're going to make it. It's the <laughs> dullest thing. It's like, oh, there's the tire spinning again. Yeah. Oh, let's look at them looking back at the tires, yeah. and then, you know, back and forth for like five fucking minutes. Mm-hmm. Well, you could say that they were driving on a rocky road. God damn it. God damn it. You were banned. <laughs> so... Eventually, there's a guy rappelling down the side of the mountain. Yeah, they, they make it through there, and they're like high-fiving each other. They're like, hell yeah! And then all of a sudden, bullets start flying through the windshield, and they're like, oh shit! And Not they, even that. Well, like he takes no, like two shots, and then like they don't even stop. No, they, no that's the no, best they speed part. speed up. <laughs> plow right into that and the guy. the guy looked like he was trying to maybe somehow get himself back up. Yeah. yeah. He realized they were not fucking around. They loaded this guy with squibs before they hit him with that oh, truck. He was... It was it was probably just a hefty sack filled with blood. Yeah, it was oh. like a sponge. It was just literally just. <laughs> but <laughs> he bounces off the side of that truck and just blood goes flying everywhere. Yeah, and then they're both like, "Holy shit, we, we just killed another guy! We've murdered three people in the span of five minutes." So let's be fair, Kuba. You've murdered three. <laughs> right? Yeah. Skeet has not done anything. Skeet's like the gun isn't even loaded, man. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but then they... Yeah, there was zero skeet shooting in this, wasn't there? <laughs> God, God damn it! God damn it! Okay. All right. Stop I'll it. I'll give you credit for that one. Turn his mic off. <laughs> yeah. But eventually, like, after that, they kind of freak out, and they're... They kind of go out of control, sort of, and... Yeah, there's some reason they... they but they hit, like, a guardrail and flip flip well, the truck. Well, they decide, like, Kuba at that point is just like, I gotta fucking drive fast, and I'm gonna keep swerving over to the other lane where there's oncoming traffic. And oh, he's, they're mm-hmm. trying to get around a hay truck is and what they're doing. And he just loses his shit and just was like, ah, this is like the dumbest crash in movie history. He's just like, ah, I forgot how to drive. <laughs> it is one of those. Because they hit another car, mm-hmm. never bothered to check on the guy in that car until he just gets out and is like, I'm okay, really. Well, it happens mm-hmm. to be towing a boat. Right. Like a little trolling boat type thing. And thus begins oh. the best scene in movie history. Well, you know, when when I saw the boat, I just said as a joke, I said, please ride the boat down the mountain. 
because I thought stupid fucking movie that it's not going to do that. But guess what? But yeah, they it, Skeet grabs the boat and he's just like, I'm taking your boat. And Cuba's like, why? He's like, we're going to ride it down the mountain. And they it, it's so odd because they, they look over the side and it's like straight down cliff. And it's like, oh, they're going to get fucked up. But then they get in the boat and go down the mountain. And it's just like, you know, it's like Temple of Doom. They're just like, we go down. playing a little banjo music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ding, 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 ding. yeah. It's like a little they're somehow dodging all the trees. It's like a little forest down. with a path boat size to get the boat down. And they get to a cliff where they're like teetering over yeah. going over the side. And it's yet another sheer cliff. Yeah. Like they looked at like, oh, God, feet directly into the if water. If we go over this cliff, we're going to die. Mm-hmm. And they do the whole comical, you know, lean back, hold me, everything like that. And then they go over that cliff. They, and should, then they should have just done the bird landing on the end thing. Might oh, as well. yeah. Just ding. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, 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 <laughs> no. <laughs> shoot, shoot. So they go, they go 90 degrees over this cliff, and then it's just back to the 45 degree through the forest. Yeah, it's just again. alternate footage of the yeah. first run down. And the they end up backwards. They, and, they spin around comically. Yeah, because then Kuba's just like, we're backwards, blah. And it's like, that's really not your problem. <laughs> yeah. And then and at least they do go over a cliff. They do finally go over a cliff. And a stuntman almost dies. Because the yes. boat almost hit him. Yeah. <laughs> because once they again, were not very they, far ahead of that once boat. Once again, their stunt coordinator was a dumbass mm. on this movie because balls out. It up that Cuba. boat I, it had to be mere inches from landing oh, on yeah. that one guy yeah. yeah and here comes this is now my favorite scene of the movie yep <laughs> because bad guys have now come down the mountain seen the wreckage of everything that's happened the exploded semi the crashed truck the crashed also the crashed uh truck that was tailing the boat mm-hmm. they're digging through just throwing out the five gallon things of ice cream and everything yeah. and they're like it's not here sir and they pan over to him and it's like well i guess we gotta find it and he just <laughs> lifts up and takes a bite of an ice cream sandwich yeah he says something menacing like yeah. whatever it is and then just into the shot comes an ice cream yeah. sandwich <laughs> It is. It's so out of place. It's great. He's taken up half the frame in the foreground, and just yeah, just that sandwich rising up (laughs) into the shot, and him just savoring that bite of it. So good. Uh, Yeah. You wonder how many takes they took because that guy was just like, "Give me another sandwich." (laughs) So good. Because if I was him, I would have blown a bunch of takes. Been like. Yeah, just I gotta eat another one. Sorry. (laughs) Give me some more of these fucking ice cream sandwiches. Oh man. Uh, But yeah, it. That scene is probably the best. It's funniest just, it's, thing it's in the movie. It's framed well. It's just everything is just that's yeah. yeah it's it like, but it belongs in a different movie. I, it belongs in a movie care. that's more consistent. Uh, no, I mean no. I'm fine with Wait, it. Chuck, they just went down Chuck, a, a hillside yes. in a boat. I understand. They just rode a boat down the side of a mountain. I understand. He was protecting the super dangerous <laughs> biological weapon with with ice cream sandwiches. I know, but like all of the violence and all the murder that just happened, and then the fucking boat down a mountain, and yep. then the ice cream sandwich bit, and then for the rest of the movie, there's really nothing like that again. No. There, there is a moment or two, but it's like somewhere in the middle, they just decided, let's just go for broke in this. And then it just sort of limps back it's, into it's that lethal weapon formula. It really is. I mean, I it's just like, you know, they have jokey bits and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, there's a hostage daughter and shit's real. And somebody's been shot and zapped and being tortured with a car battery. I mean, it's like it's that weird. Like all of a sudden you're on, you're on the shitter and there's a bomb yeah. and then it's like car battery torture. You know what I mean? I, I, I guess I guess the the bad guy kept bothering me because his tone was never consistent because like in one scene he's just a crazed maniac and the other scene he's like he's knowledgeable of who he used to be. Like, you know, the old me wouldn't have done this mm-hmm. but then I went to prison and now I'm crazy. It's like you can't just read your character's motivation page and have mm-hmm. that be your motivation. Yeah. 
So it, it, it's just all over the place. So, yeah. I mean, that's that sort of like ends the good section of the movie. Because mm-hmm. then they kind of bond going down the river and talking to each other. And they hey, make, we might they be make up Shit's Creek, yeah. but at least we got a battle. Yeah, they we got two battles. Dumb Whoa. jokes and Skeet's like, you know, I used to play Skeet. football and almost killed my best friend who was really good at football. And that's why I'm terrible. Did he not go to jail for DUI? Apparently not. He ran away or something. I don't know. Yeah, but knows. it's blah blah blah. It's blah. weird. They get to blah, a, blah, blah, a blah, rapids blah. part of this river where obviously things are about to get bad, and then it just cuts to Missoula, which is where mm-hmm. Cuba didn't want to go because that's he stole where that Andy's ice cream. Yeah, that's where he's. And all of a sudden, he's like magically outside. He's just, just there. Do, 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 he's do, like, do. well, I'm going to steal. Yeah, we're just kind of like, well, I guess that worked out. Yeah, didn't it? yeah. Let's steal another truck. So, yeah, he goes in and he tries to steal the, another truck from Andy. Bad guy's already there. And, yeah, bad guy magically shows up, takes him Blows hostage. on his neck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just and weird. Kuba's eyes get real big. Like, oh, and then fuck. immediately calls Skeet, who's, like, in the uh, the other, the fishing, the other fishing store slash diner <laughs> right. of yes. this neighborhood, of this uh, of this town. <laughs> yes. He was, he was not feeling at home. He no. was, yeah. This is Missoula, where, where Kuba didn't want to go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But at least he was there doing something smart for once and getting a cooler and filling it with ice to put the thing in. Yeah, because it was warming up. Yeah. But he gets the call and the guy's like, I have your friend and blah, blah, blah. You know, give me the stuff. We have to make an exchange. And Skeet all of a sudden becomes the actual MacGyver or MacGruber. MacGruber. (laughs) He starts looking around this bait and tackle shop and he's like, I can make fake stuff. Yeah. Give me one of them and one of these and I, I don't he even just know what pointing at stuff. I don't even know what he used. I mean, it was like some kind of fishing thing in a yeah. tube. I it don't like know. some kind of weird gel. Yeah. Fish bait. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Something yeah. I've never seen before. Yeah. He rigs up something and, and it's like, but it happens right. to look exactly like the chill yeah, factor of course it, compound. Of course it does. Yeah. So like the, the plan is, is like we meet in the world's weirdest location. There is apparently a dam Damn. that has an amusement park right next to it. Sure. Goddamn. It's fun. I don't Dams get it, fun. but yeah, or there's a carnival. I don't know, but the, the worst part about that is the carnival never comes into play. No, it, it is doesn't. only there for scenery. Yeah. Production value. Yeah. It's like, hey, this will be great. There's a carnival in the background. Yeah. It, mm-hmm. But it, but it's also right next to this big giant fugitive dam. I, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Like yeah. you wouldn't have kids running around anywhere near this giant fucking yeah. dam. Yeah. No. Whatever. But, but that's th- where they're meeting. Yeah. Yeah. By, by this time, like other army guys, like actual army guys, have got come into play. Less said about that guy, the better. Well, I'm just saying, like they they come in, they they roll in with some ra- rangers. They're doing this weird hostage exchange thing because the bad the bad guy has Cuba now. Skeet's got his f- fake you know, bomb. fake bomb dangling off the side of the dam <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. with like kite rope or something. Right. And he's like, "All right, you know, bring me my friend. You know, we'll exchange this and." this is a whole convoluted thing well like in the middle of the hostage exchange these rangers land in helicopters get out and there's a standoff and then oh, no, actually i guess he does get the container so he's standing there yeah. when they land yeah 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 but there's a standoff and and the two of them run off and they shoot skeet yeah skeet gets shot skeet, in the leg skeet shot yeah, the yeah. <laughs> military chick shoots him and yeah and then there's like a hey they've got this thing don't we got to back off and we got to go away and yeah this is another scene that takes way too long there's a lot and of like, there's a lot of exposition well, going on yeah because like just, the the and, investigator who shows up this character who's been introduced 80 90 minutes into this movie suddenly he, there's a lackey that's working for him and for some reason they have to explain everything to him and there's a back and forth with that 
and it's like none of yeah. this is important. And we they don't... talk about motivations that we already know. Yeah, that's the big problem. It's just explaining it. this to this these new characters. It's just like this is such a waste. Get this out. Just get past yeah. this. Well, the point is, like, eventually he's like, "Hey, I've got this. Uh, if you shoot me, it might go off. So fuck off." Yeah, and they do. Yeah. And they're, and they're like, just like, "Yeah, we got to go." All right. And they're basically. I mean, at least he says, "We'll. They got to go somewhere." Yeah. So we. It's going to be easy to catch him. Yeah. Yeah. Then their plan is. They're going to sell this this weapon to some nefarious people in other countries, and they all have the a, they axes have a, of evil. Apparently, they have a live stream ready to go mm-hmm. because they're going to put a very small amount, yeah. enough to kill Skeet and Kuba, right? Um, and film, and it. film it, and so that they could see what's happening. So they tie them up, throw some on the ground, move to their safe distance thing, get out of there. Yep, nothing mm-hmm. happens. Nope, nothing happens. Nothing happens until Skeet's like, "Hey, reach in my pocket." Remember that knife I took on the t- on the tr- top of the truck earlier? Yeah, but there's awkward, you know, like yeah. You want to get freaky now? We're about to die, and it's like mm-hmm. yeah. what? But he cuts himself free, and uh, of course, it was just fake stuff. So yeah. they start running. Yes, they do. Because and, ski- and, and like all the bad guys' contacts are disconnecting from the live broadcast, and yeah, because probably- they all the bad guys around the world only had. 90 seconds to yeah. devote to yeah. this. They, they, they were have, not patient enough to no, watch No, they have other die. terrorist activity to take care of, and this is wasting their time. Yeah, we've got so many terrorist errands to run. Right. So, <laughs> as, as soon as, like, <laughs> terrorists. So, as soon as, like, they the last one... Lakers tickets. <laughs> yeah. The last one drops off, and the bad guy's just like, kill him. Just fucking kill him. Mm-hmm. And then it just becomes a chase. Yeah. What will they get in the UPS truck? Right, mm-hmm. which is he where he's... And, yeah. He's keeping the, the real thing on ice, which he's put in, like, poker chips. Yeah, which Kuba immediately, like, suddenly forgets how to drive a giant truck because mm-hmm. he smashes into the rail. And, of course, this smashes the cooler. Oh, he doesn't even start out driving it. I mean, he he can't even pull off a three-point turn. Just smash immediately. Yeah. Breaks everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but then it, this leads to a very short chase. Yeah, they get to a, a tunnel, which I, I assume it has something to do with the dam. Yeah, but he somehow, sure. like, he somehow has the number for the military guy. Sure, Skeet yeah. calls the military well, yeah, guy I, and is like... Hey, we've got it. We gave him a fake one. Yeah. yeah. All of a sudden, he's in direct contact with yeah. this guy, which I yeah. was just like, he picked up his phone and dialed Army. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mother, I'm calling Army. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then Army takes off yeah. again and is just like, oh, we'll be right there. So that whole Army fucking off and then coming back is just wasted time. Yeah. So they're in a tunnel and... Uh, oh, oh yeah. The bumpkin cop from earlier who had the hard on for, for Skeet is like blocking traffic <laughs> in the middle. <laughs> yes. All right. Yes, I realized the... Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. He's blocking traffic in the middle of the tunnel, and of course, like they're like down to two cubes of ice. The little temperature thing they have on it is like you know forty eight point five, and yeah. every second counts. And it's just this whole long showdown where he's on the phone. He's like, "Look, I have." They're being very logical, like amazingly how you, enough, how you yeah. should act in this situation. They're like, "Look, I have army guy on the phone. He'll explain what's going on. We're not yeah. criminals. Cop wants none of it. Need ice, blah blah blah." And he's like, eh, "Talk to army guy, never do." And <laughs> Finally, like, they're about to, like, they, they've literally shot the bad guys are, like, coming into the tunnel. They've shot both their cars with rockets from the damn helicopter. There was a pretty have. good explosion yeah. on, shot that sec- on that surveillance van. Too. Oh, yeah. Like, they've, they've taken out both of them. And, like, I think, don't they seal one side of the tunnel? Well, they do when, yeah, yeah. once Skeet says, like, yeah. temperature's at 49. Yeah, they're like, all right, fuck it. Yeah, we're, like, yeah, yeah. we're screwed. We got to do this. Yeah. And then, so, like, of course, then cop hears this, this explosion and he's like, what's going on? But and they did a dumb thing. They sealed the, the side of the tunnel that they, I don't know, like they sealed the far end of the tunnel. Because that's yeah. where they were, because they had flown around to that end. 
Yeah. Because they were going to try and intercept them or whatever. But who knows? But yeah, yeah. it is dumb because they, they should have sealed them both if they're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, but, then they also or at least sealed but, like... But, but sealed the best part is they're like, if this thing gets too hot, we're just going to die and we need ice and we can't get it now because of you. And then the first guy in line that's stuck behind the cop is like, I got ice. Oh, you need ice? I got ice. <laughs> I got a cooler full of beer. I got a cooler full of beer. Hey, they're like, son of a bitch. Where is it? Oh, yeah. Hey, Skeet and Kuma. Yeah, because of course they <laughs> have beer. Hey, yeah. I'm left alone here. I have beer. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, they throw the guy's chest <laughs> and they're ready? like, oh, God. It, well, it gets all the way up to like 49.9. Yeah. And then, mm. like, it right. like, right. then, like, it starts going down. And they're like, hooray, we're saved. But mm. then, like, bad guys that were in the explodey car apparently aren't all the way dead. Because they're, yeah, they're even marching. That car fucking blew yeah. the fuck they're up. They're marching yeah. down the tunnel all, you know. Smoked up and <laughs> like and smoked up. And this is the thing, like they were gonna seal both ends of this tunnel and then they're like, Hey, there's a there's a ventilation shaft here. Why don't we just crawl out that way? If this thing was like if some sort of biological weapon wouldn't it have just gone right up through there and still killed everybody? Maybe they didn't know about I, I don't know, but I don't think they knew about the hatch. Everybody but Skeet starts climbing up there and as there's he's a smoke monster down in the yeah. hatch. <laughs> oh, and Skeet. Yeah, and he like Skeet Skeet. 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 Oh, fucker. Uh, God damn. When well, he does, like, instead of just taking the cooler up the stairs. Yeah, he wraps all the shit in his shirt and takes a bunch I, of ice in there. Ice and the things and just puts them in a flannel shirt and right. wraps them up. And they're immediately like, get back down here. Yeah. And he, uh, the bad guy goes and gets the stuff and he's like, we're good. Kill him. And the chick grabs him and is like, don't worry, I'm a professional. And he's like... <laughs> <laughs> well she goes I'm a professional this won't hurt at all right. and he goes well I'm not a professional and this is going to hurt a lot kicks her yeah. in the crotch <laughs> kicks her square in square, the hard square in the vagine in the lady cojones in the in the C word <laughs> the lady cojones yes lady junk in the yeah. LC so she's down even though she shouldn't be yeah so much so much <laughs> well, well, and he hauls off he he haymakers her i mean he oh yeah well yeah because that full really, arm swing she was she was just shocked that he would do that because it doesn't <laughs> yeah. have any effect on a woman but then yeah then oh, he I just punches her in the face i don't want to get i don't want to know how what many you women have heard. you kicked in the lady cojones chuck give me a minute None. Yeah, Less than five. Right. That's why you don't know. Mm-hmm. All right then. You don't know. Oh, sorry guys. The shit, man. Sorry guys. <laughs> I've seen You're enough movies sheet. to know that that might work. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, she's down. Yeah. Okay. Lady well, that's not all he does. Like after she goes, oh, like yeah. Lady Cojones, he's like he, he hits her head on the car hood, and I she's hope that down. catches on. Right. <laughs> Lady Cojones. Lady Cojones. <laughs> Lady Cojones. But then like that's, Lady that's my Lady Gaga Cajon. cover band actually. Lady Cojones. There it is. Lady Cojones. So, yeah, she's down, and then, like... Bad guy jumps on him as he's trying to climb the ladder. They have, ah. a, they have a little wrestling match. There's fire everywhere, and we're like, uh, that stuff is probably getting a little warm right about Yeah, because he put a bunch of, like... Tiny ice cubes. Uh, no, they weren't ice they cubes. Were prop- they were those little rocks from the, bottom of a, from the bottom of an aquarium. Sure. Mm-hmm. They were prop cubes. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it, either way. He's, he's like, about to shoot him in the head. Like, I, I'm going to win. I've got the Elvis, mm-hmm. and... Cuba shows up out of nowhere and stabs him with the thermometer. Well, he blows in the, the heart back of his neck. Yeah. Yes, first he blows the, blows just like he did in the in, in Andy's place, yep. and stabs him in the heart with the with the meat thermometer that they had. And they missed an, the opportunity because the temperature they should have shown the temperature and it got up to like ninety eight point six. Yeah, they didn't. Guys. They didn't do that. It would have been funny. I know it would have been, but <laughs> this he, movie forgot entertainment yeah. at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but, so then they they climb up out of the thing and and they're like. Seal it off. Yeah, seal, seal it off. off. So they seal fucked. off the other end, and some guy just kind of like throws a little 
satchel throws charge. a satchel or something, yeah. and then all of a sudden the ground blows up right behind him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you he cut give to himself anytime. Yeah, and then you cut to the bad dude just kind of like sitting there on his knees, platoon style. Yeah, his arms out, just like why? And then, yeah. and then he melts. Because he fucking melts. And it's a weird effect shot, but like they show his face melting off. It's pretty gruesome. In chunks. It's weirdly out of place. Yeah, that's where they spent sixty million dollars. I guess <laughs> on this last effect. Sure. Yeah, on and the then, Indiana Jones and Raiders effect. Yeah, yeah. sort of. So, and then you have '90s movie ending where they're kind of banged up. Ambulances are everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the yeah. and the military got like they're talking about how they're not going to get any glory for this because yeah. nobody's ever going to know. Oh, it's a shitty banter. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, you're civilians and you know extremely dangerous military secrets. I could just eliminate you right now. And they're like, patriotism's good. We're we're good. Yeah, yeah. it's, it's its own reward. Yeah, rewarding. Yeah. And then they see cute MTs or EMTs who they mm-hmm. have to hit on. Yeah, and they walk and off. And it fades out to them hitting on them, and they don't even get like a good one-liner to close it out. No. Because that's the rule yeah. of 90s movies. If you're going to fade out and keep the dialogue going, end on a one-liner. And then you go... Not in Cuba, just ripping, trying to find something funny. It has to have that kind of music right after that, because it's like, hey, that was great, wasn't it? Yeah. It's like they let it keep running because they thought Cuba was going to say something witty and he just never got to it. So they're just like, ah, fade it out. Play the Hans Zimmer music. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Soundtrack by, well, Hans Zimmer and one other person. Yeah. Somebody else. So let's rate this movie because we've been talking about it for a while. John Powell was the other. Oh, yeah, that guy. John Powell. John Powell. (laughs) Hugh Johnson. (laughs) (laughs) Dr. Dick Long in Hugh Johnson's Chill Chill Factor. (laughs) <laughs> Put that on the box, yeah. the Blu-ray. Let's do this. Uh, I will rate this. This yeah. odd little movie. Okay. I almost want to go all the way to four jocks, <laughs> and I think I will actually. Um, because actually, <laughs> I'm going to do it with BJ's kind of scale. I think the whole movie is a three jocks. The little touch of the ice cream sandwich is that extra bonus jocks. <laughs> I did I, give that. I did. I give love that ice cream that, sandwich that a much jocks. more. Um. The movie's weird. It drags in places, but like when the action is going and it decides to be fun and goofy, I really like it. Um, it's really a three jocks movie. I'm giving it one bonus one for literally. That's how much I love the ice cream sandwich scene. All so, right, four jocks. Yeah, I'm at three. I was almost at four, but I just I can't do it because of those scenes that go on too long and just don't work. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, you got that dude getting wrecked by the semi. I mean, like the deaths they have in this movie are strangely, they strangely work like for like the stuntman ones, not the CG dude melting ones at the end. But yeah, that's fun. And of course the ice cream sandwich shot and riding a freaking boat down the mountainside. I mean, come on. Kind of a crazy idea. This is the stupid stuff that we love. Yeah. And Cuba is just off, off his, (laughs) off his friggin' rocker. This movie. Like, I, I don't know if we're underselling how much he freaks out at so many points. Like when they flip the truck, he just spends a solid minute and a half going, oh, shit, 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 <laughs> yeah. shit. Yeah, he's yeah. he's out of his mind, and it's great. And it's three jocks. I'm going to go four. Wow. That was fine. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean that's, all right. All right, drop, drop the no, mic. It, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, Boom. it had a lot of cues. Yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. every time I wanted this movie to do something fucking outrageous, it did it. Including but not limited to... You should have wanted it to happen more. (laughs) (laughs) Including but not limited to brutally murdering at least three people during the actual (laughs) production of the movie. Mm -hmm. Please brutally murder at least three people. Yeah. Okay. Yes. Yeah. That's what I want. I want people to actually die for their art (laughs) or for somebody else's art. I don't think you need to worry about that. Who's ever art? Someone's art. Um, 
Art I, Linklater, I don't care. <laughs> yes, please die for Art Linklater. <laughs> Art Vandalay. I was I was between a two and three. I think I can give it three for three specific reasons. The ice cream sandwich. Yeah. The the totally out of place mid, middle section of violence where it was all very satisfying and unexpected each time it happened. And simply for Cuba Gooding Jr. Because when he sh- when he finally appears in this movie, it's like, thank God. Thank God someone who has decided to be entertaining has shown up in this movie. And even though some of the things he says are sort of embarrassingly bad and not mm. not in any way witty, it's just him yelling, it's still someone with energy and something, you know, I mean, look, the dude has a charisma to him. That's why he keeps getting parts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And when he shows up, it's like, thank God, this movie just got a lot better. I don't think we completely stated exactly how much he's chewing scenery throughout this entire movie. Oh, he's eating it up. I mean, he is just, everything is bug-eyed and just yelling and just, oh, no, you didn't. He's like, he's like, like one stereo level notch below Chris Tucker. Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's close. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's just that kind of thing. Yeah. He's almost in full freak out mode but yeah he doesn't have calm quiet moments in this movie no <laughs> nope. no so yeah three jocks all right well let's take a take a break shall Breaky we break break go to the second half Welcome back. Hey, hey, hey. Second half. A joyful second half. Hooray. Full of joy. And Always. merriment. Merriment. Mirth. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. So, Chuck, who's, yeah. who's seen the newest movie? Let's get, try to get that established. Oh, I've seen nothing. Okay, so it's not you. I, I did seen... watch Chill Factor recently. Oh, that's mm-hmm, a 1999 mm-hmm. release. Yeah, so okay. I saw a movie from not the 2012. So did I. Okay. No, wait, no. Mine came out. 2013. Well, then please, oh. please, by all means, talk about that. Okay. No need to rush in. Before I do, let me talk about the movie that set it up because I had a weird movie connection moment where I somehow inadvertently, unbeknownst to myself, watched two movies where people fuck around at Chernobyl. Okay. So one you of the Chernobyl, Chernobyl Diaries. No, I did not see the Chernobyl Diaries. I would have known that was coming if I'd watched that. The first thing I watched was Transformers Dark of the Moon, which is oh, yeah. just fucking terrible. That is just one of the worst things I've ever seen. It's not as bad as the second one. I, they're all equally shit to me. Hmm. You okay. know, honestly, I couldn't tell you anything that happens in any of them anymore. Except I know. The one, except one of them, Shia LaBeouf goes to Transformer Heaven. <laughs> That's the second one. And then one of them, like... He says he, no a lot. Oh, well, <laughs> Yeah, that's, that was the first two. That's every movie he's in, but... The third one, he is the, the third most... third one, he does un- the comedy routine thing, right? Well, no, the third one, he is the most entitled, unlikable asshole I have ever seen as a protagonist in a movie, ever. All right. The whole movie, he is just whining about how he didn't get a job working with the Autobots because he did stuff. And it's just fucking irritating. And then you add in all the bullshit robot stuff and... Leonard Nimoy quoting Star Trek, which just hurts my head, but Mm -hmm. less said about that, the better. So then I watched because I figured, well, this will be better. I'll watch a good day to die hard. Oh, yeah. That movie sucks. (laughs) That is not a good movie. That is not a good die hard movie. That is not a good Bruce Willis movie. That is not a good movie. Period. Mm -hmm. It's I agree. I. (sighs) 
it does not feel like a Die Hard movie, first of all. It nope. feels like just an action movie with Bruce Willis. Mm-hmm. They have turned that character into a totally unlikable person. He just shows up in Russia and is just like, you speak foreign, punch. Okay. And then he's just running around saying I'm on vacation the whole movie. He's not. He's there to get his kid. <laughs> so you're saying it's xenophobic? A little, yeah. It's... <sighs> There, there is so much reckless disregard for other people in this movie caused by him that it seems to go against everything that he has ever done, and it seems to be justified because he's in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. It's like these people are subhuman, so I'm an American. I will just blow shit up. I mean, there's a goddamn scene where he drives over 50 cars, and it's just like, there might be people in those cars, dude. This isn't a fucking amusement park ride. So, yeah, it's bad. I, I just, man, that hurt. That just, that made me sad. That That is my final realization that Bruce Willis is just cashing a paycheck at this point. I mean, I know he's done a bunch of shit movies and he's in movies that go straight to video now and stuff like that. He's always showing up in movies with 50 Cent and stuff like that, which means your career is over. Um, but, man, this is just, you could just clearly tell he does not care anymore. Yeah. The one thing, like I said, I think when I talked about seeing it, that it wouldn't have redeemed anything, but it just would have been actually kind of been funny is that whole scene when he's talking with his daughter, if it had just like, cause they were doing like close up, close up, close up, close up. If it had just like done a long shot and Justin Long had been sitting in the back seat the entire time. Sure. That would have been something like, it would have just been like, all right. Yeah. Something semi clever. Yeah. Moving on. But yeah. Not, no, no, couldn't get the Mac guy back. Yeah. And it's also one of those movies that there's no one in it. It's no. like, there's just no one to give a shit about. It's like Bruce Willis and a cast of no one. Yep. So I don't care if any of these people live or die. I don't care about this plot. And just the whole premise of running around Chernobyl and spraying this shit in the air. Like, okay, we've dissipated all the radiation. Everything's fine now. No bullshit. Yeah. Bullshit. How radiation works. I'm sorry. (laughs) The next movie, the next diehard should just be him in a hospital bed (laughs) dying of every form of cancer. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. It's just dying hard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a tender medical drama. <laughs> John McClane in bed, dying. Million dollar McClane. So yeah, that's that's what I watched, and it was a sad weekend. Sorry, that's, that's the extent of everything. I don't know. Is it? I don't know. I just I. Th- those were the two movies I watched. I watched another one, but I don't think you want to get into that with me. I don't care. <laughs> I, I watched, was entitled their opinion, even if it's wrong. I watched Purple Rain for the very first time. It's one of the giant 80s movies that for some reason i had never seen a single frame of so okay picked up the blu-ray for like seven bucks my wife loves that movie and she was like we should really watch purple rain i was like let's watch purple rain i i see when I, your wife I, asks I, you to watch something prince you, you i, I see i feel like that. perhaps maybe you looked at this movie wrong and that i think you were looking at it as a movie and it's it's a concert film with like a little bit of a story behind it. No, I get that. Okay. I, do, I do get that. Okay. I, I went into it. She had warned me like there's a lot of concert performance type stuff in it and there's not much on plot and everything. I was like, okay, that's fine. It's all very, very 80s. I think I tweeted out at some point that this movie is all of the 80s at once and it really is. I mean, it's really any stereotype you can think of the 80s is, is in this, but I know I'm looking at this movie out of time and out of its element, but Prince is such an unlikable asshole in this movie. Well, maybe he's just like his father. Great. He was an asshole too. too. Old. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Maybe he's just like his mother. 
She's never satisfied. <sighs> yeah. Anyway. Doves cried all over the place. Yes, they did. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. There were just moments where I was just like, oh, fuck you, Prince. And I don't want to say that to the lead character in a movie. Oh. I wanted to root for Prince. Instead, I was rooting for Moore's Day because he was fucking awesome. Yeah, until a point. Then he gets all rapey. He did get a little rapey. That's, but then he came around at the end. He was just like, yay, Prince is great, <laughs> even though I lost my job to all Prince. Right, let's be honest. All right. A little rapey is a lot rapey. Yeah, but this is 80s rapey. Any rapey. No. Any if, ra- if you any want, rapey is if you want to get rapey. technical, Prince is also rapey in this movie. At one point, he just decides he's going to be rapey. Yeah, okay. You got a point there. And thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> so... <laughs> It's a total package for me. I'm not. I'm not saying like it's one thing or the other. I mean, I'm not like putting down Morris Day or. Well, you, didn't you put it like it's? It's literally all the '80s. Yeah, just in one combined. Place. It's it's every possible element of. I just can't think of another movie like this. I mean, like it, your only other alternative is something that's straight up just a concert film. Well, no, you there's know, stuff like, like Hard to Hold with Rick Springfield, and there's Thunder Alley with. Uh, guy i'm forgetting his name but, but are those straight up like concert films or those are like made up these, groups for the movie right no. I, i'm saying like i mean like your, your choice is like you know a documentary like the last waltz or something like uh, uh rattle and hum where it's like then you have super pretentious bullshit no stuff i know in between but, the songs. but what i'm saying is that or like in, the song remains the same yeah okay oh holy yeah. crap that's yeah. like the king of pretentious bullshit between yeah. but songs. no there were there were movies like this in the 80s where it was pop singer in a very thin story mostly just an excuse to have them play their songs i know but it just this is like i mean they 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 stage real full actual concert things not like sure i mean and it was like shot live you know yes. it wasn't like oh we're going to make a music video in the middle of a right. paper thin story and and i'll and i'll just end it on this in that i i'm not the world's biggest prince fan i don't dislike him or anything i was just never really i don't didn't own Prince albums or anything. It just wasn't the thing that I was listening to, but watching the performances in this and watching the effort that music used to be, gave me a huge appreciation for Prince. Yeah. He's a hell of a musician. Yeah. It's bad. He went a little crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. No, he had a went. song about that. That mm-hmm. dance went. I don't know if she went crazy. Well, I mean, he just went to a, <laughs> went to a different kind of crazy place. <laughs> okay. Yeah, he went from crazy to crazy with money. Yeah, well, Recluse crazy. He yeah. went too eccentric. I'm sorry. That's the problem. Okay. Anyway. But yeah, then I'm going to watch Under the Cherry Moon and Graffiti Bridge. Ooh, <laughs> stop. Are you no, sure you want to watch don't. Graffiti Bridge? I want to watch them both. I no, do. Graffiti Bridge is fine. Just don't. Oh, mm. God. Under the Cherry Moon is so pretentious. Yeah. Black and white. Weird. I, yes. Oh. Yes. So it's on Netflix. I'm going to watch it. <sighs> I'm not going to defend those. Okay. There's still good songs in them, but I know. That's all I want. I yeah. want some good songs. Which one is one Tevin Campbell shows up? That's that's. Graffiti Bridge. It's got to be Graffiti Bridge. Yeah, that yeah. was later. Yeah. Anyway, so mm-hmm. I watched a movie. What'd you watch? Uh, I watched uh, Perks of Being a Wallflower. Hmm, nothing. Really? Nothing. Nobody. Right. I'm aware of it. Okay. Um, <laughs> got mostly a bunch of people in it that you don't recognize as far as the young people and Emma Watson. Okay. Um, on the older people side, there's a few more people you recognize, but you know that's it's mostly about the kids. So. Sure. Marty. Um. <laughs> for kids it's gotta be done about your kids so uh long and skinny of i i love this movie i mm-hmm. really really loved this movie um you are not the only one a lot of people love that movie yeah um quite popular it feels weird because like if you read sort of the backstory of the book that it's based on it sounds like it would be a terrible thing because i mean it's like 
one of the only books ever put out by like MTV books and stuff. I mean, it just feels like, Wait, hey, MTV kids. books? Yeah. I mean, it was like, <laughs> yeah, something like. I actually have an MTV book. Okay. From back when they used to do the book auction at work. Well, I was just saying, I like, this had, it was not Perks of Being Wolf. There was something <laughs> about, like, the, the guy that got his book out thanks to MTV and promotion from it and stuff like that. But that was, like, back in 98, 99, somewhere around there. Mm-hmm. It took a while to get the movie made. Um, the guy who wrote the book directed the movie, which is extremely rare. Yes. And you kind of – it's funny because, like, you go in forums and stuff about it, and people are still bitching about casting. I'm like, dude, guy who wrote the book you like directed the movie. You can't complain about anything. This is his vision. He's allowed to do whatever yeah, he wants. It's his vision, not what yeah. you imagined. Um, it's him. It's I, I just loved it. I mean, it's 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 a period of peace movie because it takes place in like the early to mid nineties, but it doesn't it like ever do that thing where it's like, hey, period piece. Like it's not like, hey, you heard that new grunge everyone's yeah, listening I, to. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not like that. It's not like you know, hot tub time machine or something where it's like, eighties. Eh, yeah. weren't we zany back then? Yeah, it's Did just you, it's a byproduct. This is when the book took place. So this yeah. is when the movie happens. Okay, uh, so there's just no cell phones in it. Basically. Okay. <laughs> okay. I I I got a question about that, but we'll get back to it. When okay. Talk about the movie. Um. Now here's the weird little link I found. The guy who wrote the book and and directed the movie, Stephen uh, Chabowski, I'm going to go. I, I, it's one of those three consonants in a row, so I'm mm-hmm. going to go with Chabowski. Okay. Sure. Um, I, I went to look him up, looked him up right after that, and here's the weirdest thing. He made one other movie in his entire career, directed one other movie back in 1995 called The Four Corners of Nowhere. I loved that movie. I had it, like, it on a VHS copy. It used to play on like Sundance or IFC way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Cannot find that movie anywhere now. It is not in any kind of print. Can't find it online to stream anything like that. If anyone knows how to find that movie, I would love to rewatch that movie because, like, I—that's just bizarre to me that like the guy didn't make a movie for almost what almost twenty years, mm-hmm. and, yep. and it was and his one other movie is a movie that I really really liked back then. It's, I just thought that was really strange. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that going into it. It was only after the fact of like, wow, I really like that movie, and holy crap, he made that other really weird little movie that I liked. So, Four Corners of Nowhere, if you can find it anyway. Never heard of it. Yeah. Yeah, no. No, it's a, it's a really weird, like, little... Um, it's almost like Slacker, a little bit, like a mm-hmm. Link Letter Slacker, because it's, it's kind of floats in and out of some characters and kind of an ensemble cast thing, but just a weird little indie movie that he made back with, like, College Buddies and stuff like that. Is it like kids? No, it's a little <laughs> more lighthearted than that. Oh, okay, good. That's my... That's my meter yeah <laughs> slacker kids but, but <laughs> dying of a disease is a little more lighthearted than kids yeah mm. or unless that's also the plot of the movie sort of yeah but um <laughs> but eventually yes. the thing about this movie is like it, it keeps dipping into like oh they're gonna do this now and every time they do it works really well like anytime it starts to become kind of stereotypical it it pulls its way out of it and in a, in a very nice and realistic fashion so it survives it yeah okay I just I, I really like this movie. It kind of hit like all the buttons of, uh, you know, being sort of a social outcast kid in high school kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like hit all those right buttons and also coming of age story done really well. I just mm-hmm. I thought it was fantastic. Mm. So I would highly highly recommend it. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. What I was going to ask you about. Okay. Um, you were talking about '90s nostalgia and how they kind of don't go too far with it. Oh, they don't really at all. Did you watch the trailer for the To Do List the one with Aubrey Plaza? Yes. Um, yeah, I think it cut out on me like the last 10 seconds of the trailers, but yeah, oh. yeah, but yeah. I, I got the gist like of it. Like all set in 93 and just... Similar, yeah. It's, like just, it, it's like, hey, this is a place, this is a time, deal with it. It didn't 
feel like I mean like like the old, most of the time they were listening to old music like that's the kind of thing is they were almost sort of hipster kids before mm-hmm. they were hipster kids like they were discovering old oh there've always been hipster well, I'm just saying like they were discovering old you can't avoid them they were discovering old Bowie songs and listening to 80s songs and stuff like that like we're different than everybody everybody's listening to this you know pop crap and right. we're, we're listening to you know whatever Fleetwood Mac and stuff and mm-hmm. and like um but like w- the one thing that was like they had two songs I think it was Bust a Move and um uh, low like is that cracker yes. like being yes, low yeah so like those were like the two songs it was like, like here, being yeah here, like the two songs <laughs> is like Kermit okay here's your, here's your time period and nothing newer than that you know okay. it's sort of like yeah we're not, then because it never really like said like we're specifically this year that was just kind of like your your watermark of where it was mm-hmm. so yeah good. good stuff so bj you got anything um sort of uh <laughs> I tried to watch John Dies at the End. Yeah. And um, I got through about three quarters of it before I just tuned out and fell asleep. Mm -hmm. But the first three quarters was really odd um, and surprisingly violent. Um, I think Magnet um, is one of the companies involved in it. And I think they're the same um, company that put out Rubber. Oh, boy. And I got a distinctly rubber feel from it for the first half. So it was kind of chafing a little bit? Yes. Okay. Um, needed a little bit of lube, perhaps. Sure. Um, well, you might be allergic to latex. It could be. <laughs> could be. But it's <laughs> it's very odd, and it's kind of a... There, there's some time-breaking stuff. It, yeah, I'm just ignoring that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's good, some time-breaking stuff, and they really start to serve you what's actually going on towards that portion where I fell asleep. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, I was, it was late at night and I'm watching in bed and I'm like, no, uh, what? Oh, why is that happening? Um, but I, I could tell that they were explaining everything that had happened in the movie. So I'm going to give it another shot and give it a real, you know, a real review, but give it the um, old college try. I yeah. will. I will give it another try. Start Which it maybe a little asleep. Yeah. <laughs> right. Drinking a lot <laughs> Drinking of beer, falling beer asleep. Falling asleep. Yeah. Spilling bong water all over the bed. Yeah. Sure. Uh, I love the old college try. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, someone in the comments is actually seeing four corners of nowhere. Hey, how about are you that? sure? Yeah. Adam like, proudly resents. Yeah. Huh. Maybe they have um, a copy they can send you. I love to, I, you know, VHS copy is long gone that I had. Jeez. You had a VHS copy? Well, I had a dub, like off of oh, IFC or whatever. Oh, yeah. Okay. No, yes. not that dub. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a whoop whoop. Yes, he had a whoop Good job. Um, I also tried to watch Clerks again, and I just can't get that th- through that movie anymore for That's some hard. reason. Yeah, it, it, I had the same feeling trying just, to watch Mallrats uh, oh, like I a few months back. I think I could, but, I think but, I like, could watch Kevin Mallrats Smith's again. Stuff, like, I used to love Kevin Smith's stuff in the 90s, and now it feels so stilted and artificial whenever anyone speaks. I'm going gonna, I'm yeah. gonna to blow your minds right now. I recently uh, watched it. Watched Which Jer- one? Watch Jersey Girl again. You're going to fucking love that movie now. Really? Yes. If Why? you hate Clerks Box now, quote. no. If you, if you hate Clerks now, you're I going to love Jersey Girl. I don't hate Clerks. There's still a lot of stuff I like in Clerks, but there's good jokes. It's just the, as a movie, it's hard to flow. The yeah. delivery of everybody drives me crazy now. Yeah, I know. That's, I what, just saying, that's like, what bothered the shit out of me. It was like, it was really like a student film. Like all, like well, it basically Chuck's was a great film, Gatsby. Yeah. Yeah, high school thing. It oh, was. Yeah. It, it was like that. Like to be fair, Clerks is better than that. <laughs> <laughs> but it was. It was similar. Oh, okay. You know? I, I watched. I watched Jersey Girl here recently. I'm like, I was actually getting Chuck, a little. I, really I was getting it, emotional though. towards the end. That movie, like, 
it literally ages with age. Like I don't have kids or anything well, like that. I'm just saying, like what a miracle I, of time no, and space. I, no, I'm saying, like I mean, as it, it it gets better when you get older. I mean, it's it's like it I don't ages ha- with you. Yeah, I, I don't have kids or anything, but all of a sudden I was just like, I can totally fucking relate with like this age of guy and like decisions in life and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And and there's a part at the end that like. I, I have, have you, all of you actually seen it? No, I have not. Okay, well, there's there's a point in it that it could do something that could go horribly wrong, and I, I could even cite an example, but you'd know what I was talking about if mm-hmm. I said it. It it could go horribly wrong, and it and it's a great scene. It, it's it's bizarre that it actually works. Yeah. Um. So. Well, certain movies like you have to be a certain age for them. Like yeah. Fight Club doesn't work for me nearly as well as it did when I was 23 when I first saw it. True. You know? Perspective changes on Fight Club. Yeah, it certainly does. Let, let me ask you all quick question because I don't think we've ever really talked about this. But what would you say your favorite Kevin Smith movie is? Uh, Chasing Amy. At least last viewing. Okay. Uh, it's probably still Clerks, even though I think Chasing Amy is his best movie. Mm-hmm. But I just I've always enjoyed Clerks more. Probably going to be Chasing Amy. Really? Yeah. Okay. I think Clark- I really like Dogma too, but. I don't know. Chasing yeah, Dog Amy was, just Dog was really good too. Um, Chasing Amy, honestly, I, like I don't know, is a is a movie movie. I mean, I like I, Chasing if, Amy better. I, I I liked Clerks back in the day. I think last time I tried to watch it, I was like, eh. you know, like to the point that like Clerks two almost comes across better because it seemed more rehearsed. Like, hey, we're gonna make a movie now and like practice well, see, what you're gonna say. I think Clerks two is his best movie. Really? Yeah. Well, I was gonna say for that for that matter, I would actually say probably if I was gonna Didn't watch the whole it, internet hate that. If if yeah. I was going to watch a, a fun funny. Kevin Smith movie. I think Jane Silent Bob is great. Oh yeah, it's, it's like hilarious. For pure comedy. Yeah, not wanting yeah. to think that movie is. Yeah, I'm just saying. Like, if I wanted to watch the dumb, you know, fart joke version, I think that's yeah. yeah. And I think the dance scene in Clerks Two is the best single scene he's ever done. Yeah, I just think Clerks Two has both that humor in it and actually has some legitimate heart to it, and doesn't come across. I remember as, liking it a whole lot. Yeah, and I think it it was a, also a case of where it hit me in my life where it was mm-hmm. like, it was very similar to those guys where it was like, I've been doing the same shit for how long and everything's still like, I'm going to keep going this same path. Yeah. I keep, and you know that a lot of that stuff resonated with me pretty, pretty fiercely at that time, but I haven't seen it since it came out. It was like 2006. Yeah. I think then. so. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, give Jersey girl a try. Just, I don't know why I've never seen it. It's, well, I think it also has helped time, like not doing the like because I mean the thing is like everyone was like oh my god it's Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez she's in it for like five minutes right I mean she's in the first five yeah minutes it the, did come out during that yeah. unfortunately like oh god I'm sick of these people Benefer time <laughs> so now now it's just like now she shows them it's like oh hey you are right, bye and <laughs> <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. all right so is it email time sure guys ready to talk some emails communicate corner maybe yeah. so first one up is from our friend and yours. Jens. Hi, Jens. Who says, how can Hi, I live Jens. without BMF when you're all I'm living for? <laughs> Dear BMFCast, after last month's massive anime undertaking, mm. I thought I was done recommending movies to you for a good long while. Then I heard you mention you might focus Rocktober on musicals. <laughs> oh, God. There what are a few things in life as joyous as a terrible musical, and I simply can't pass up the opportunity to recommend my personal favorite, the pirate movie. <gasps> it's Gilbert and Sullivan's The Pirates of Penzance, updated for the 1980s by replacing many of its classic numbers with cheesy disco earworms, and it's witty libretto with the worst double entendres imaginable. Oh, good. Christopher Atkins plays an earnest up-and-coming pirate who switches sides and falls in love with Christy McNichol, the spunky daughter of a local major general. 
Will the evil pirate king's magnificent sparkling codpiece keep them apart, or will true love triumph? Granted, you may not want true love to triumph. Not only do Atkins and McNichol have zero chemistry, their scenes together are made all the more creepy by the fact they look for all the world like twin brother and sister. The sheer number of terrible artistic decisions that happen during the making of this film is staggering. Though you won't want them want them to, the songs will stick in your head for years. The way the writers tried to contemporize the few remaining Gilbert and Sullivan compositions will fill you with equal parts revulsion and disbelief. The pop culture references are so lazy they'd make Seth MacFarlane cringe. Though the movie is out of print, a kind soul with the whole, put the whole thing on YouTube. If you watch only one bad musical this year, make it this one. Peace, love, and all that jazz. Yens. I fucking love that movie. I, I would be sad if we did it, an episode of it. I know it's probably terrible, but I've seen it a hundred times. I adore that movie. I know. I love the pirate movie. Yeah. I, it's it's one of those movies. If you, if you saw it as, you know, if you saw it in the 80s, you're like, yes. Yeah. You know, you can't explain why. It's good. That's, that's me with Purple Rain. Like I, I, I probably in the, in the core of me know that there's a lot of things wrong with it, but I don't fucking care. I've seen that movie a thousand times. Sure. It's like I look. I understand Grease Two is a terrible motion picture. I fucking love Grease Two and will watch it every single time it's on. And that's me with Grease One. I can't get behind with Two. Sorry. Well, then there's, you're broken. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate that Jens recommended that movie. It is a movie to recommend. I just don't think... You're vetoing it. It would break my heart. (laughs) Yeah. And we don't like to do movies that we all have... Yeah, I know it by heart. Like we're too close to. I know it by heart. That's why we get episodes like Hudson Hawk where we kind of have to dump it where I'm just like, eh, I love this movie. Eh. Yeah, that was before we knew what we were doing. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't love that movie. Oh, I hate that movie. That movie... That movie didn't know what the hell it wanted to be. I haven't seen it since it came out. Cool your jets. It that movie had no clue what it freaking wanted to be. Fucking Arabic. It's a musical. <laughs> Hudson Hawk. Yeah, you dumbass. They're singing, doing robberies. Yeah. Incredibly violent, and then guys getting bitten in the nuts by a dog. Star. So uh, that was the smirkiest Bruce Willis movie. God, he's oh, he's, oh. all right. You hate next Hudson one Hawk so much. Next Love one, up Pierre. Moving on. Pierre. Pierre says. Hey, Bamcats. Hey, guys. Thank God May is over. Yes. The other night I was watching TV really late in the night slash early morning. Booze may or may not have had something to do with this. Mm-hmm. May. A 90s buddy copish movie called Loose Cannons came on starring Dan Aykroyd and Gene Hackman. <laughs> this is literally all the movie has going for it. <laughs> Plot involves hard-nosed cop Gene Hackman, but he comes off as a wimp. And lunatic Dan Aykroyd, who goes berserk when confronted with violence, coming off as a mix between Martin Riggs and Lethal Weapon and Robin Williams in, well, anything Robin Williams, mm-hmm. searching for a World War II-era sex tape with Hitler in it <laughs> and trying to expose an evil German politician. Yes, you read that right. I decided to take a drink every time this movie did something stupid. Needless to say, I got <laughs> fucked up that night. Upon doing some research, I read an article that quoted Dan Aykroyd himself saying, the movie belongs in a landfill. <laughs> wow, that's a that's big words coming from Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> yeah, I was going to hop in on last week's theme month thing and suggest Steven Seagal September Shitfest, but even if you watched five <laughs> movies a day every day of the month, you probably wouldn't scratch the surface of his filmography. Maybe Nicolas Cage November? Keep up the awesome work, Pierre. Yes, loose, loose cannons is terrible. It is terrible. It is. I've actually seen it somewhat semi recently, like in the last year or so. Really, I yeah. haven't seen it in a while. It but was it's showing em- on something, and I was like, I think I, I might have remembered this. But- it's embarrassing. It's during that period where Hollywood was just like, "Fuck you, Gene Hackman." It was like Superman four, loose cans. It was just like mm. you were just gonna take whatever we give you. I didn't even think it was that. I, that was like they just let Dan Aykroyd go unhinged to the point that he's just like, he's doing Looney Tunes. Yeah. Characters. He's doing like Woody Woodpecker and shit. And yeah. it's just like, he's just unhinged. It's just like, Oh 
God, yeah. no. It's like rein it in just a little bit. Yeah. I, I just never, I never thought of him as like, I, when he goes super goofy, I don't like Dan Aykroyd at all. Yeah, it's one of like, those things that makes you question if, like, if that person actually is funny or if yeah. they're just finding the right people to channel them correctly. Well, he, he plays, he plays bumbling and or quiet guy good. Like, he shouldn't do the Robin Williams routine. Like, it should never be, he should never be the coked up zany guy because it just doesn't work for me at all. Yeah, I mean, there, even and though it's not a good movie, the parts where he's sort of the wimpy guy in Dr. Detroit are perfectly suited for Dan Aykroyd. Well, and then he goes nuts. Yeah, yeah that, that's like, why it's not a good movie. <laughs> but that kind of role, I mean... Unless, sure. unless he's just doing the smarmy thing, like, um, not it's not My Blue Heaven. What's the other one where he's like the... Because I know he's not in that. He's Steve in, Martin. No, no, I know, but it, there's like one where he's like the... Like the gangstery kind of guy, where he's just all loud and i mean he's that way kind of in great outdoors i mean like mm-hmm. he does that well too well he he wavers back and forth between the guy who's being put upon and the guy who's putting upon someone else and it's like you really can't do that in a career you've sort of you you've sort of got to go one way or the other mm-hmm. it's like dragnet i think he's fucking perfect in dragnet i think he's amazing in dragnet dragnet that movie's great that's a, it's a great movie yeah it still holds up like i've seen that within the last six months and that's that's perfect we should just do Dan. Let's just do 2014, the year of Dan Aykroyd. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> no. Dan Sember? Sure. January. There Dan- it is. Uh, there it is. Ding, 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 ding. I'm going to get to you before you guys get Ding, ding, ding. Every once in a while. All right. Dan October. October. So many choices. Oh. We have to find a month we haven't bastardized with something somehow. Never. <laughs> we will have all the months. Well, have to soon. Well, since months. we didn't want to do January Jones, then there's uh, January. Never. Ugh. Put her in a pit. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Chuck. <laughs> Damn. She's awful. She lost all that weight, though. No, she didn't. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she took that fat suit off so well. It was great. All right. I don't even know what you're talking about now. I'm mad I just man. know it was mad like man jokes. deadpan yeah. draper. God, yeah. she's so terrible. She's great. <laughs> I am acting now. She's great in how Manic January Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Next up, we, next up, we got Adam. Yes. Okay, thank you. Get back on track here. Can't make any more uh, January Jones jokes right now. Uh, Adam says, Hail Bamfcast. Hell, I can't straight. believe you guys missed, or I guess had too refined, had taste too refined to suggest as a new theme. May Leota. <laughs> Sorry. If it helps, BJ's English accent sounds just like a well-known actor I once met doing his imitation of Prince Charles. Good work, old chap. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> which one, which English accent? I'll do a I, lot I, of terrible English accents. I think it was accents. you doing the... That would be my guess, but... Not sure. Yeah. Uh, discussion question. Mm-hmm. Favorite not obvious gangster movies, excluding The Godfathers, Goodfellas, Casino, Scarface, Heat, The Departed, another mostly American-made, I guess, acknowledged classics. If I could nominate Internal Affairs or John Woo's Hard Boiled, I'd suggest Fernando Morales' City of God, which was so much better than Gangs of New York, pursuing similar themes that Scorsese should have been embarrassed. I think you mean in- Infernal Affairs, right? Uh, Internal yeah, Affairs Infernal. Is- Internal Affairs. Did I say Internal? Theater. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah, I knew what he was saying. Yeah. I hate. I, I always do that with that freaking movie. Too. I know. It's sure fair because yeah. I don't. Anyway, what's, what's it's big in, Andy what's Garcia in joint. <laughs> but yeah. P.S. A Banffcast recommendation in the gangster theme, 1992's Innocent Blood with Anne Pariod, 
the original Femme Nikita, and unforgettably, Robert, Vampire Don Rickles. Robert Loggia. Oh, <laughs> oh, Robert Loggia. Robert Loggia's the yeah, head uh, mobster. Really I, oh, Vampire Don Rickles. Vampire Don Rickles. I want to see Vampire Don Rickles. It's, Vamp- a, John, it's a John Landis movie, so it's oh. not going to live up to its premise. Oh. Okay, yeah. That's all I need to but say. But get right. back to gangster movies. Yeah. Uh, what, what was the what was the premise of the question? Basically, like not your standard like not a mob ever. movie, like not Goodfellas. Not well, Casino. he just said not obvious gangster movies. You know, he's he's like everyone's gonna say Casino, Godfather, best thing, but uh, Long Good Friday mm-hmm. is a really good British gangster movie. I like that one a lot. Sexy Beast, for that matter. Yeah. Um, you feel like Yakuza know. type stuff, and you like your movies weird. Uh, Tokyo Drifter. Oh, you almost got it in. What? <laughs> <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Let's go without one. Okay. I mean, without I like Black, I like Black Rain. I mean, it's oh, it's, Black Rain. That's a great movie. It's a great movie. Another no. Andy Garcia joint. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying and, to think. I mean, there, I mean, obviously, there's a bajillion and one actual film noir ones. You know, sure. So I mean, I mean, you know, Carlito's Way comes to mind because oh, yeah, I do love that. You watch it recently? Well, no, I just I watched it recently. Great. This guy's wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, all right then. Oh, I said the last twenty minutes is amazing. It's yeah. just there's too much going on before it. Stand up guys as a recent example yeah. of a mom movie that you wouldn't think. Yeah, that, I mean that's not a great movie, but it's a good movie. It's not a not a waste of your time. <laughs> I mean, a, not you know, a waste you know, of your time. <laughs> it's as good as you're going to get out of Pacino these days. It's you know? better than you're going to get out of Pacino. Yeah. You know, I uh. I, I, I recently watched, I didn't watch the whole thing, but I was watching some of Donnie Brasco. Wow, that movie doesn't hold up like it did the first time I saw it. I don't think that movie was ever good. I think, well, I think Johnny Depp lets that movie down, in my opinion. More, I mean, I think Pacino was doing really good stuff in that movie. Mm-hmm. And Johnny Depp, I, I don't know, that just felt like, it felt like Johnny Depp was trying to Johnny Depp it. Like, like I, I need to, I, <laughs> no, like, I need to take this, like, this extra mile and just to make this character, like, a little bit unbelievable. If it had been Skeet Ulrich. <laughs> would it have been okay <laughs> no I, I just felt like you know like there, there's doing yeah, i mean <laughs> there's doing italian accent thing and then there's like johnny depp just going a little too far with it like yeah. hey you know everybody's talking like a yeah, pirate now does. and then you're like oh i'm talking like a pirate now <laughs> I'm like well, okay, okay guy you just, everyone else was just doing moderate pirate yeah <laughs> i will say ben in the chat mentions the limey though i wouldn't exactly call that a gangster movie really that's a revenge movie yeah yeah a great one of that. Yeah. But yeah, but, but I mean, any excuse to say go watch The Limey is a good Fuck excuse because yeah. that movie's fucking Malcolm terrific. McDowell, dude. Oh. <laughs> Terrence Stamp? Terrence Stamp. Almost. No, that one actually is Terrence Stamp. Yeah, <laughs> it is. Can't do that. Almost every other action movie now involves mob or organized crime in some way. If it's not a kill the terrorists movie, it's a someone's on the run from the mob or mm. something like that. Yeah. So. Well, and there's where, where's the line between gang versus mob and blah blah blah. Sure. Yeah. Because I mean, then you got to attack the block, and it's like, well, the gang members running around, yeah. killing aliens. Woo-hoo. Sure. Yep. So we got two voicemails. <laughs> All right. All right. I like oh, voicemails. Yes, we do. I like hearing those people's voices. Came in tonight while we were watching the movie. In fact, a weird coincidence. People probably have suggestions for Cuba Gooding June. Well, let's play one. Okay. Hey guys, Scott from Dallas here. I'm calling with an unfortunate anti-recommendation, a counter-recommendation, if you will. I recently watched Shackma, which has the greatest premise in the history of movies. Basically, it's about a killer lab baboon that uh, escapes from a lab and fucks up a bunch of nerdy college students who are acting out a Dungeons & Dragons game. That sounds like it's going to fucking rule. 
and when that happens, it does. It has some good points. Like they get that baboon to flip the fuck a real baboon. They get it to flip the fuck out at like everything. I've never seen an animal that enraged at doors. I don't know how they trained to do that. No, that's pretty cool. Unfortunately, it's like 20 minutes too long. It drags out at parts, and it has the absolute dumbest fucking protagonist in any movie I have ever seen. And I've seen a lot of shitty horror movies with retarded protagonists. Oh, it's just infuriating. I did greatly respect the ending, though. But when I went into that movie, I was hoping to get something on the level of Chopping Mall. Which, as you... Wait. You guys haven't seen Chopping Mall, have you? I mean, I know Chuck's seen it, because he's the reason I found out about it. But, uh... All right, Chuck, you tell these fuckers right now just how amazing Chopping Mall is. Tell them. All right, well... If Chuck's not there, or if he's only asleep or whatever, I'll... It's about a mall that hires robots to be security guards with their non-lethal weapons. Then it turns out they go fucking crazy and try to kill everything, and they don't have non-lethal weapons. They have very lethal weapons. They have weapons so goddamn lethal, you wonder how anyone could have ever thought they'd be non-lethal. Also, there are a bunch of breasts. All right, that's it for uh, this time. Scott out. Man, talk about a stream of consciousness there, <laughs> Scott. Doesn't, yeah, chopping. It's a good voicemail. Though. What, the first, what was the first one? Like, Shockma. Yeah. Which, which just showed up like when they dropped everything off yeah. Netflix instant. Shockma was one of the things that they added. And is, oh, okay. isn't so. Terrence Stamp in that? I God, don't even know. That just reminded me I watched another movie, which I have to say like, I have to say two quick things about. Bring it. Um, randomly on Netflix decided uh, to watch uh, Wet Hot American Summer. Yeah. I, I'd seen it before. It's just been a really long time. Yep. Yeah. Um, watching that movie now is really funny. Just some of the people that show up in it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think most notably is People's Sexiest Man Alive, Bradley Cooper mm-hmm. having gay sex with Michael Ian Black. Sure. It was just kind of like, huh. <laughs> I forgot yeah. you were in this movie and that you did this. <laughs> All right. Yep. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, make you feel? <laughs> it was just, it was like, oh, this is, that movie's so bizarre and I, I. It's weirdly good, although it's somewhat off-putting at times where it's just like ah you've taken this joke and gone too far and i know that's the joke but yeah well like christopher maloney's character in yeah. that is just great yeah. like yeah i don't know if you've never seen it and you if you've ever seen the state or you're reno 911 or any of those things you should watch it mm-hmm. well and it that's... helps to have a love of those types of movies from oh the sure uh, yeah because anyway. like i mean it's a very stuff, yeah. it's a pretty direct parody of that sort of stuff i also my other favorite camp parody is the mr show episode <laughs> where they do the camp thing yeah um because yeah. yeah they have a john crier show up and- right oh yeah <laughs> this is <a> ducky yeah <laughs> like, the what? fuck in here guys <laughs> <laughs> so- I, I say that all the time like i pull up to yeah no one ever gets fuck that in here again. Get the fuck mm-hmm. in here it wasn't the last season where they just like didn't give a shit anymore and they were just making up whatever yeah yeah when it became great. Yeah. All right. But no, uh, hey, you guys. answer your question. Wait, you guys should watch Chopping Mall. We should yeah, really okay. watch Chopping Mall. That movie is amazing. We should watch Chopping Mall. Oh, yeah. Or we, just, we yeah. Should, yeah. I agree. We should watch Chopping Mall. We should Mall. definitely watch Chopping Mall. That movie is fan fucking tastic. Okay. In the right way? Yes. Okay. Yes. It sounds like it. Yes. Got a quick tweet before we do the, uh, the next voicemail. All okay. right. Uh, this one's from J.R. Kinsella, who just says, please tell me you guys are doing Shadow Boxer this month. 18% on Rotten Tomatoes. In oh. another Cuba Gooding June movie. I'm not familiar with that one. Hashtag Cuba Gooding June. Because we know they're parsing It's got Helen text. Mirren in it. What? <laughs> Dame Helen Mirren? Yeah. A late career change of heart leads to a dangerous life on the run for two seasoned assassins whose complex relationship masks a dark past. Yeah, I looked at that one. It looks like uh, more of a drama than mm. anything. You mean Caligula's hair and Helen Mirren? 
the yes, yes that's what I meant. Mm-hmm. Not that Terrence Stamp in it. <laughs> you mean Malcolm McDowell? Yes. Is there an instance where Terrence Stamp and Malcolm McDowell, McDowell appear together? The, you shut your goddamn mouth. I'm just <laughs> I'm asking. <laughs> Our universe exists in a very fragile state. Let's not <laughs> I see. let's not disrupt that, right. Chuck. So by having two men meet their go- doppelgangers. Yeah. yeah. No. Okay. I just I was curious. But we're all still here, so obviously that hasn't happened. Mm. Someone will probably point out that. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it has. They've yeah. yeah. They're both British, so yeah. Right. It's a tiny island. <laughs> all right. What I hear. One last uh, voicemail. Let's do it. <laughs> Hey there, Vampcast. This is Artican. Sorry that you've had such a hard time during animation. Do you know what I think? I think you need something to pick you up. Something that's fun. Something that's cheesy. Something that's actiony. Something from the 80s. I speak, of course, of Ninja Lie. Think about it. AV out. Ninja Lie. I get it's it. simple. Lie. It's crisp. Mm-hmm. It is. It sort of sounds like in July. Right. Ninjulai. But it's Ninjulai. In July. Oh. Ninjulai. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to save that for 2014. We could maybe watch a ninja movie. Welcome to 2014. We, we do have both Samurai American ninjas, Kama. and those have, been, uh, those have been tempting me for so those long. Those are fucking oh, canon. Yeah, Samurai, Cop, Samurai Cop, does that count as a ninja movie? That's getting kind of close now. Okay. If we do, if we're, we're definitely doing that, because we okay. need to. Then that so, will, that'll yeah. be our intro to, yeah. that'll be our... Our tease yeah, for 2014. Didn't, didn't we get Samurai Cop like the day before animation? Yeah. We get, yeah. Well, we, we were gonna do it like that last weekend. It didn't. It didn't, get here, yeah, didn't get here in time, and then we got stuck doing fucking children's movies. <laughs> What's wrong with? Are us? we gonna watch Ninja Three? We need to watch all three of them. Yeah. Seriously, they are all valid. Because American Ninja or a different Ninja? No. Uh, no Ninja Three: The Domination. Oh, like, that one. The yeah. Shout Factory just put out apparently an awesome Blu-ray. Blu-ray. Of yeah. It. Okay. But Revenge of the Ninja and Enter the Ninja, all three of those are are worth watching. Yeah. They're all none of them are related. Okay. Although Shokasugi's and all three of them star of Pray for Death. So yeah. if you like that guy. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Who wouldn't? Yeah. So he's in all three playing three different characters. <laughs> Sweet. You will pray for death. <laughs> yes. oh, I want to watch Pray for Death again. I know. I know. <laughs> That's some good ninja shit right there. Uh. <laughs> that's some good ninja shit <laughs> I said that at a party once <laughs> oh, uh, let's do some contact information <laughs> please 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 for the love of all things holy alright send us emails bmf at bmfcast.com check out the website which is bmfcast.com we're gonna be a little bit Sony broke soon so check out that donation <laughs> button off to the right hand side it's orange you'll, you'll love it <laughs> Find us on the socials at youtube.com, twitter.com, and facebook.com slash bmfcast. Find us on Stitcher, which is a mobile app for all of your mobile devices that streams us directly to you. Your mobile ears. Your mobile ears, yes. Also, check us out on iTunes. Search for Bad Movie Fiend. Subscribe, rate, and review. We'll love you if you do. And finally, he's orange. He's snarky. He loves lasagna. Give a call to the Garfield phone, the Bamfcast hotline, 9105-JOX-BMF, 9105-56-9263. Wake him up. Make him do his job. He's lazy. It's Monday. So, I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm The Beach. And I'm Chuck. And this is Bamfcast out. <laughs>